Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and this is now episode 162. Today we also have a special guest, Pierre from Through the Wire. And in this episode, we are going to debate whether or not the Celtics are dark horse contenders, if the Timberwolves can potentially upset a first round team and rank our top five duos and more. A quick Patreon shout out to Mason, Rico, Gentile Drew, Kate MVP, Mark, SP Z Shot, Jordan, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the GOAT, Mayo, Andre, Matthew, Peter, Daniel, Biggie, Boston Boy, Ben, Mickey, William, Tyler, Rufus, Rootster, Sensei Stevie, Joel B, SA Crimes, Kevin S, Eagle Dalla, Tizzy, Corey Lee, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole, Liam, T Grove, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, <laughs> Epic Lankiness, Travis Ball, Aaron, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Dave, Muffins, John, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, George, Hikari, Mateen, and Jay Aqua. Little Jay Aqua. And also Get shout out it. to uh, Matthew Jimenez and Reese Muleman, who are YouTube members as well. Hey, okay. So every single time I read the list, the names get longer and longer my voice gets more strained and strained. i can definitely hear like the new names that join each time that you read it too so yeah. that's pretty cool so right now we have pierre with us yes, uh sir. first of all thank you for joining us uh i just want to say bro like i've been a huge fan of through the wire for a long time and you guys have been an inspiration for this podcast like when i first launched it even on my content creator journey uh you guys have been a huge inspiration for me yeah, I appreciate y'all having me, man. I appreciate the kind words. I, I think that's the uh, that's the ultimate purpose is to just create some new shit where we get to, you know, make our own narratives and, and speak our mind because we don't we don't typically agree with the people we see on TV. So now we get to, sure. you know, put our own shit in the air. Shout out to y'all, man. That was a long list you just read off, man. <laughs> it's getting to I that I thought she was going to name like three people. That shit went on and on and on. <laughs> it's getting to the point where Joel is tired of reading it, which, listen, I understand. There's a lot of names, but I keep telling him we got to do it. It's one of those things to become a pick I feel staple. like there's like a cutoff period, though. I don't know what the cutoff number is, but there should You're be You're not a reading a hundred names, bro. That was like 60 right there. Yeah, a hundred names is crazy, bro. Gotta I don't cut know, it man. The people love it. <laughs> you got to cut it off, then. I don't mind it because I sit here and I clap. So that's really <laughs> it. That's the only thing I contribute to it. Somebody commented. They were like, Drew claps for every single name. Like, you're <laughs> clapping along. Listen, the, the, that's the clap that's, track. That's 100% a fact. I, listen, I'm, I'm very grateful to them. They, they support us, and I'm very thankful. So on to the first topic of the show. Uh, we're going to talk about the Boston Celtics because Jason Tatum has been on a tear. He's been averaging 30 points per game. And like the last 21 games, the Celtics are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. So the question is this, can, can anyone stop the Boston Celtics right now? And Pierre, I want to get your thoughts on this first. Can anybody stop the Boston Celtics? Yes. Uh, Yeah, they can be stopped. I, I think when you look at the Eastern Conference, there's not a team uh, that can't be stopped, in my opinion. Uh, we just saw Philadelphia be stopped by the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I've seen Miami <laughs> beat up on teams. 
the Bulls, every time they play a tough, tough team, they lose. They beat the Cavs last night. Uh, congrats to them. I think the East is a dogfight. So I think any team can be uh can be stopped. But I will say Boston is probably one of the most underrated teams going into the playoffs. I've been a Boston, um, I don't want to say fan, but I was I like their team this year. I I categorized them with a a thing I called the less is more theory. You know what I mean? Over the last few years, they've had a lot of people that they kind of falsely relied upon, like Gordon Hayward, who was never really available, Kimball Walker and his knee situation, even back to the Kyrie thing. And I feel like every year they had some like false hope. And I feel like this year they came into the season um, and they had less on paper, but inside the locker room and with that team, you knew Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were going to be your guys. And you were going to rely on Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Robert Williams. And, you know, they've proven, you know, to, to be more effective with the less is more theory. Started off a bit shaky, um, but that doesn't matter as long as you figure it out. And I, I, I kind of like the way that they're playing. And I, I can't wait to see who they get matched up with, because when you look at the East and you you can name, we can name six teams real fast that are that look real good. Somebody's got to lose. You know what I mean? Everybody can't advance. So it's going to be very interesting to see who they match up with. But I like the Celtics a lot. But I do think they can be stopped. Yeah, I agree with what a, a lot of what you just said right there. And I, I'll be honest, like in the beginning of the season, I was very low on the Boston Celtics. Not coming into the season. Like coming into the season, I was high on them. But then they started out 18-21. And Ime Udoka calls out the team. Marcus Smart is out calling out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for not passing the ball. It looks like a mess. This is one of the better in-season turnarounds that I've ever seen ever. watching Correct. basketball. Correct. And I think Jason Tatum right now is taking that true superstar leap. Like, he was a superstar before, but I would categorize him in, like, the 10 to 15 area of top players. I think right now it's not crazy to say he's a top 10 player in the NBA. And that's even, that's like, calm. when accounting if people are healthy, too. You can put him in the top 10. He's averaging 30 in the last 21 games. And... Boston's defense has been spectacular. The toughest thing for me to gauge is whether or not I believe in Boston or Miami more. Because I was a I was a Miami believer all year, and I still am. But I look at Boston; they're built the same way in terms of the defensive intensity. The DNA is there, but they have two guys who I trust more offensively, and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. With wow. Miami, okay. I think they're a better all-around team. But all year, they, they've had guys in and out of the lineup. And yes, they're still the number one seed. But I think chemistry matters. And those guys that are stepping up right now aren't going to be getting consistent minutes in the playoffs. Victor Oladipo is coming back, though. That's going to be huge. Yeah, right. he is back. But, you know, he's not back to what he once was yet. But Boston, I feel like in the Eastern Conference... There are very few teams that I would pick against them. I, I think Philadelphia, just because of the star talent, the, the star power, but I can see Boston beating Philly. Milwaukee is the toughest series oh. for them, I think, matchup wise. Without a doubt. For sure. You know, well, you, oh, you, you, you can see, I'm sorry, you can see Philly losing to Boston. Yes. Defensively, Boston has the answers for Embiid. Al Horford. And the what is it? Time Lord, right? I don't want to describe Time Lord, that. Yeah, Robert Williams. Williams. Yeah. That that front court right there defensively is the is the answer for Joel Embiid. And then you can it's been shown, at least this past weekend, or Thursday, excuse me, 
that you get in front of Harden and you stop his driving lanes, you can limit his scoring output. You're not going to completely take out, take away his impact on the game because he's such a great facilitator. But if you take Embiid, who's been one of the best, most prolific scorers in the NBA, and you have an answer for him, automatically, I like your chances. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing at all. I just, I never even thought about them matching up. I'm, I'm looking for any way that Philly could lose, to be honest. So. <laughs> um, is it anti-Harden? What is it? I don't want to say anti-Harden. I'm. I would just. I feel like I was bamboozled. I was a guy that was talking a lot of big shit for Harden. Like he's going. He's better than Wade. He that dude did it over the last few years, and then over these last like two seasons, him leaving uh, Houston and now him leaving Brooklyn, and just just realizing the history of James Harden. I feel like I was tricked. So I don't know if I'm anti, but I'm definitely like. I feel a way. I'm in my feelings that he tricked me to think he was something that I really don't think he is anymore. And um, hey. I, I I see everybody falling for the Philly shit. And it's like he made good first impressions, but that shit don't last long. And they was beating up on my Knicks and the Timberwolves and everybody was trying to throw a parade. I just didn't really appreciate that. And I don't think they're as good as other people think they are. You know what I mean? They're, they were good without heart. The, the, the trade was for them to be great. You know what I mean? Without Ben playing and before the Harden trade, it was still a good team with just Joel and the guys. So I'm not throwing a parade because they're good and they're beating teams that they should beat. And then they go and they play the Nets and we get the same type of James Harden that bamboos with me. The guy that doesn't show up in the moments, though that was just a regular season game. We all as a basketball community riled around that game to see some type of entertainment and they just laid a dud. And that's just been a theme in his career. So I'm not disagreeing at all. I just never even pictured them uh, facing each other. So that was that was just interesting. But Al Horford is definitely a guy who's given Joel Embiid problems in yep. the past. So I'm on we'll the see. same boat as you with James Harden. I'm <laughs> I would call myself one of the biggest James Harden's fans in the world. I I own his prop beard. I have a ton of jerseys. <laughs> Usually, I didn't even change the Revis jersey. This is from the football episode. It it would have been a Harden jersey up here. But you're right and. Over the past couple of years, now that you know we're living in present time, you look back at these moments. You look back at at Chris Paul leaving James Harden, and Chris Paul has had more success, although he's outside of his prime. Where James Harden, you know, since Chris Paul left Harden, you leave Houston, you force your way out, you force your way out of Brooklyn. That was the best chance you had to win a championship in Brooklyn. Um, you force your way out of there, then you go to Philly. And you're right. Everything looks great. But in those games versus the Knicks and the Timberwolves, Joel Embiid and Harden were getting so many foul calls. And in the playoffs, I just don't know if that is going to translate. Like with Boston, that's a physical team. For sure. Physical defensively. It's going to be tough. And that's why like Harden is, is weird because he's one of my favorite players ever. And the regular season output, you can make a debate for him over Wade. But people are always going to point to, well, Wade has this iconic moment beating the Mavericks in the finals in 06. James Harden doesn't have a moment that t- even touches that. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I, I, I definitely agree with you. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And I, I think the 76ers, um, that to be a championship team and to win a championship, you definitely have to have the players. Mm-hmm. But history shows us that the surrounding pieces are damn near as important. And when I look at the per, the perimeter shooting, the consistency of that, I think about Tobias Harris being a rhythm player and how hard it's going to be for him to be in a rhythm now that he's going into some games as a fourth option with the emergence of Tyrese Maxey. 
And then, like I said, adversity is, is you know, the, the key for championship teams. And James Harden history with adversity just ain't good, man. It just ain't good. So we'll see. But that was just my quick thing on Harden. I ain't mean to derail the conversation. <laughs> nah, home. it's cool. It's cool. It's it's interesting that you brought up, you know, teams, they always have that surrounding piece. You know, you go and you look at the past, you look at the Miami Heat, big three, Mike Miller, Ray Allen, they hit big shots in the playoffs. You know, you look at the Warriors, Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston. You even look at James Harden and Chris Paul, Trevor Ariza, Clint Capella, they had their moments. For me, Boston, I I, I never thought they was going to miss the playoffs. I thought Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown's going to get them there, at least the playing. They're going to be in the playoffs. Defensively, they upped it up. Their consistency has been there. The continuity has been there. The um, communication has been there on defense. They switch everything. Rob Williams has been an anchor on that defense. Derek White was a huge addition for them, a guy who can also play defense. So this is a team that can probably match up defensively with any team in the East. But like you said, Miami, they have all around, they have a lot of great role players. In Boston, it's tricky because it's like in the playoffs, you know, can you trust those role players to step up? You know, are you are you very – because Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, everything still runs through them. And if we're being honest, in the playoffs, we haven't really seen them both go off at the same time on a consistent basis. This is probably the first time we'll see Jalen – yeah, you could say that, but I think Jalen Brown's a new player now. Like sure. he, He's not the same as he was. So I think this is the first time we'll see Jalen Brown on this level in the playoffs. But I think, like, can anybody stop them? I think we can all agree a few teams can stop them. Milwaukee's a dangerous team. Philly's a good matchup, but that's still a dangerous team. You look at the Nets, the Nets still healthy, can still be a dangerous team. So I think there's a lot of teams in the East that can stop them. But like you said, there's in the East, any, any team can be stopped. I think the only team that probably has the most – like the the least amount of flaws is probably the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, I think Boston. You look into Boston defensively. We know that defense is going to carry in the playoffs. But offensively, can they can those role players keep up with other teams' role players? Because I know Jason Tatum's going to show up. I know Jalen Brown's going to show up. It's just can those other role players step up to the challenge? You guys know I've been high on the Celtics. Oh my god, I've been high on the Celtics. Riv and I have our back and forth. And listen, which is why I have to give my disclaimer. Riv was the first OG stand of the Celtics. He was the first supporter. I told him anytime that I give praise to the Celtics, I have to give him his credit. <laughs> Riv was right. 100% he was right. The Celtics are some of the most fun basketball to watch right now. Can they be stopped? There's teams that I look at that I would still give the nod over. Milwaukee is still my favorite to come out of the East. And regardless of where they are right now, seating wise, you have to look at the Nets and you still have to give them that respect. A healthy KD and Kyrie with the role players now that they have around them, that is a scary team. One that you have to look out for regardless because KD in the playoffs, Kyrie in the playoffs, there's no team right now that wants to play them. They're probably looking at the the top of the, excuse me, they're looking at the top of the conference right now and they're saying we, we can beat any of these teams. And if right now, if I'm the one seed, I don't want to be there right now. If you're the two, you might not want to be there either. Just a disclaimer, the mayor of, of New York came out and He's not lifting the mandate, so Kyrie can't play in home games. Interesting. Yep. Regardless of that fact, though. Oh no, 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 no! I'm no, looking no, at no. the Heat. I'm looking at the Heat, and versus the Nets in that round one. That is a series that, if I'm the Heat, I do not want to play. Half of you get high Kyrie for half the series. I think Miami would take their chance. But isn't I'm, a, I'm gonna be I'm honest. Still if, under if, the, if Kyrie doesn't play home games, and if Kyrie likes, because it's gonna be Miami and two, and then you're gonna go back to Brooklyn. I'm going to be honest with you. I think 
KD and Kyrie are good enough where they can get those two games. If KD's this guy, he should get one in Miami or maybe two. Like, there's no way he's not able with this type of spacing he has, able to get a win in Miami. A I game think seven talking, would be in Miami. And we're Kyrie talking play that. when Ben hasn't even stepped on the floor yet. Ben's going to be playing basketball. Ben isn't even ready for one-on-one contact. I just found that out this morning. Yeah, His back has him that messed up. I don't know. He's your guy. That's interesting. I know. I should know a little bit more. That being said, regardless, the Nets are still scary. I'm looking at Philadelphia. I probably will give them that respect off the star power. However, you're 100% right. It's a bad matchup for them. And the Celtics defensively are the best defensive rated team in the NBA. Jason Tatum is good enough to get wins against Philadelphia. Jalen Brown, in my opinion, is still the best Robin in basketball. Because we talk about it. There's there's Batman and Batmans in certain situations. You have Joel Embiid. You have, you have James Harden. You have Anthony Davis. You have LeBron James. You have uh, KD. You have Kyrie. Kyrie is probably the most Robin of the, of the names I listed. But even still, Kyrie is a, is a Batman. He is that good. He's earned that respect. Is that wrong? Show, I don't, I don't think Kyrie's a Batman. Kyrie? I don't think Kyrie's a Batman. I think he's a Robin. So he's a c- certified I Robin. Agree. He's a twenty-eight point per game Robin. Robin. Yes, that's I crazy. Agree. I think he is. He cannot be the best player on a championship team, but he can be anybody's he has the number skill two. Skill set to be a one is what I'm saying, which okay. is obvious. I mean, okay, I see what you're saying. Most Robins do. But twenty-eight point about per Scottie game. his entire career. But, but Scotty, <laughs> Scotty is the epitome of a Robin because he legitimately did everything for you. So what's the difference between? I, I think Scotty's more of a Batman than Kyrie. That's a fact. That honestly is he 20, can do everything. Yeah, I guess. I, he, but he had one season of Scotty being the guy. Yes, they were great. The year after that. The team where the team really needs. But you're to just talking about skills. If we're going skill for skill, Scotty's all all, whoa, all whoa, NBA. Def- we're no, talking Kyrie, who might be the most skilled. Ever. Pippen is an all yeah. NBA defender. Correct. He's a great playmaker. He's a he great is. rebounder, he and is. he can score. He was a good scorer. He's basically Jimmy Butler, bro. If we're being honest, and Jimmy Butler is the best player praised. on the number one seed in the East. So even it's, still, I have my reservations on Jimmy Butler. However, you do, but Kyrie, if you take, you wouldn't. Kyrie couldn't do that with Miami. Fair. Fair, but he's a point guard. It's hard to really impact the or a shooting guard, whichever two you want to shape it. It's hard to really impact the game the way that a wing player does on both sides of the court. I, I see what you're saying. Kyrie is a Batman, man. I mean, a Robin, man. He's a Robin. <laughs> <laughs> see, but th- that's the thing. If if you're calling him a Robin, he's giving you 28 points per game. I would take that 10 AD, times out of 10. AD was a Robin, give you 28 see, but that's points the thing. per game. I still would consider AD a Robin. I think you're looking. Excuse at, me. I would consider I AD a you're Batman. You're looking at Robin as like a term of disrespect. Not everybody no. can yeah. be a Batman. No, bro. like there's, there's only a clean six, seven. You're taking guys the easy way out, man. There's only one Batman, and it's only one. We've never seen a Batman movie where there was two Batmans. When you have a team, somebody That's has wrong. to be the best. Stephen, 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 KD. Yeah. Who tell me who was the Robin? One of them has Ooh, to be the Robin. Curry Ooh, was the Robin. Not this, they were, Curry they was I'm, the I'm Robin. a Curry guy. Curry, Curry took was the step back. Back. Curry was the Robin. He, he he was the Robin. Katie was yes. the Batman. When it was time to get yes. a bucket, but, but this, they knew who to give the ball. But to. this all yes. started because you called Jalen Brown the best Robin in the NBA. <laughs> He's the most complete Robin in the NBA for me. All right, that's fair to say. Okay, that is. I'll fair. take some other guys. 
All right, let's hear him. I want to hear him. I'm, I'm I told you Paul interested. George was a better Robin. And I shook your hand on that. Than, than, and I, um, I shook your hand on Jalen that. Brown. For sure. That's a, that's a great start right Most there, Paul complete. George. That's, Paul that's George the is thing. way more complete than Jalen Brown. All right, oh, okay. let's let's name another. Because right now he's not. Kyrie Irving. Com- is he as complete as Jalen? I don't need him to be complete. He's elite at what he's elite at. Because yeah, then if that's better, the case, then sure, I'm taking, I'm taking Embiid. I'm, or I'm, who's I'm more effective? James Harden. Kyrie or Jalen Brown? Kyrie. On that's offense, all that matters. But, but defensively, his offense is more effective no, than Jalen Brown's no, two-way play. But Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown's still giving you 23, nah, 24 bro, points forget, per game. Nah, bro, forget the offense, defense. Who are you taking on your team? Who's Who are you taking on your team to be the second best player on your of team? Of course. That's the thing. I would lean with these other guys because they're better. However... I'm talking so about then he complete. can't be the best. You can't Robin. defeat me in this argument when I say complete. You can't. But that that that's the thing about the argument. You making in a parallel to be complete. That's why basketball is the way it is. It's Correct. kind of watered out because we make these things that don't matter. Who who are you taking? <laughs> See, that's, I'm taking that, Kyrie. That's I'm tough taking Paul George. Look at the Celtics. I damn, I, they're hey, winning. You can't. You know who else I'm taking? If you're talking about complete, I'm taking Bam out of bio. Why, like if we talking complete, I'm uh, taking him over. I uh, can't. Agree. I am taking Bam. He, He's the, I he's might the, take the, Bam, bro. Oh my goodness. Bro, Bam is a DPOY candidate. Bam is that guy, bro. I'm he's giving you 19 Brown. Jalen Brown isn't like that. He's, he's like that. I don't think he's And look at the Celtics. Bam. They're still winning games. Like, like, they're still one of the best teams in the NBA right now. No, I agree. We can't look at Jalen Brown and, and not give him that respect because... No, whoa. Jason not, Tatum nobody's is nobody's disrespecting him, man. I'm just saying. You're taking it personal to Jalen Brown. I, I can be I a am. good player and not be the best Robin. That's not disrespectful to say he's not the best. Everything you just said about Jalen Brown, you can say about Bam Adebayo. Mm. Uh, offensively, he's not Jalen Brown, but defensively, you're right. He's 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 definitely better be than him. But you offen- just said the same thing about. But then you just said the same thing about Kyrie. No, Kyrie is Jalen Brown. <laughs> so it's like the difference there. Doing? The difference there is one offensively is where Miami needs to improve if they want to be a championship contender. Do you think they improved that much with Jalen Brown, bro, honestly? Who, the Celtics? No, Miami. You're getting 24 points, yes. But you're losing a defensive player of the year candidate. Like, Bam is a guy who Again, can guard Jaylen the rim. He can guard the, no, but he can guard the rim, he and he can go out and guard the perimeter. He can. he can literally, like, there isn't, I know we throw this around, but he can literally guard one through five. Like, he can actually literally show you that he can do that. So that's somebody who I it's like. Impressive for yeah, sure. you can't. I, I don't like in terms of impact. I don't know if you can put them on the same level. Jalen Brown's a great player. Nobody's denying that, but can't put them on the same level. That's I rude. think we have to see it first for, for you to say I he's the we best Robin. We have to see him actually be the best. Well, Robin. we know he's not the best Robin though. No, because you're if right. If you want to say he's one of the better two way players, then correct. okay, that's correct. Fine. He is one of the better two way players. But for finish sure. with your fourteen and two since the start of February. They've been amazing. I still look at Milwaukee, and I still think this is a team that could beat them. That's the one team I'm looking at that I just give superiority over every other team in the East. They have they have everything I want. They have offense. They have defense. They have the best player in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's the team I'm looking at that can truly stop them. But outside of that, there's no team really that I'm looking at and, and thinking the Celtics can't beat. The East is so stacked because, for example, like if we get a potential Boston and Miami matchup, that's going to be a dogfight. Man, I don't even know. I'm picking Miami as of right now. But I feel like if we get like Miami versus Milwaukee, I think Miami matches up very well with Milwaukee. Like I think Miami is the only team in the East that can beat Milwaukee. I feel comfortable saying they can beat Milwaukee. Every other team, I'm not very comfortable saying that. Uh, Philly too. Philly too, just because of the star power. But for the most part, Miami is the only team I'm like, they can beat Milwaukee. I'm out on Miami. I can't. I can't. They need more offense for me to really be in on them. Defensively, no doubt about it, they're still great. So I got a question for you guys. So 
if a series were to start today, the Heat versus the Celtics, who do you have in that series? I'm, take, I'm, I'm taking Celtics. Heat. I'm taking the Celtics. I'll take Boston. I'm taking the Heat. I would, I would definitely heat. take Boston. And why are you taking the Heat specifically defensively, or you they, just they saying- have they have I, they have everything that I need in a championship team when uh, in the half court offense, which is the playoff style basketball. They have everything in, that, that you need. They have veteran leadership. They have point guard play. They have enough scoring. You don't have to uh, be the uh, best scoring team in the world. And they have switchability. They can guard big. They can go smart. They got everything. They got specialists. They got shooters. Tyler Hero coming off your bench. It can give you 30. They, what, what don't they have? They have depth. They got guys that stepped up when guys was out. And now they got confidence. And the coach got confidence in them. They got guys that been there. Grittiness, toughness. They go through adversity. They've had comeback wins. They've blown teams out. I, they got everything. They got everything. They just don't have the Detroit sexiness Pistons. and appeal. They don't have a Jason Tatum who takes fadeaway jump shots and it look cute. But I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. Don't minimize it. Don't minimize him. He's been balling. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I said that uh, two days ago on NBA TV. They're not. They're not the sexiest team. They, take away the Celtics. They're the Detroit. They don't Pistons. have a Joel Embiid and James Harden. That's sexy to people. People like that. But still, people but the look Miami at- Heat are still a championship built team. Mm. You cannot find a legitimate flaw. You have to really pull a tooth to find something that you can say negative about them. They don't have a prolific scorer. That's the one thing I look I, at, I, and I really just think they're still they top six it. in offense, though. That they're not actually the number eleventh. Eleventh <laughs> in, in points per game or offensive no, rating? No, in offensive rating, they're eleventh. <laughs> I don't know. I think like it's, and the Celtics it's, are fourteenth. It's really I don't know, bro. Miami's such a tough team to analyze because you you're right. They do have everything, but I just look at like in the playoffs. Like I don't like I don't know. Like I just I like other teams better. Not other teams are per se, but I like other stars better. Now, I think the playoffs is a star. Power thing. I think like star star power wins out, and in Miami they're gonna have to really rely on their other guys to you know come out and get. Because I don't like do we? I don't know. Like Jimmy Butler, he's such a weird player. Like he's a great all around player, but no I don't doubt. think he's like one of those. Like as we just talking about this year, one of those guys that can really like if you walk into a series against Philly, against Milwaukee, even against Boston, you probably have the worst star. Not saying he's bad, but you have the worst star in that series against Philly. You probably you have the third best player in the series. So, I, like, it's tough for me. I think, like, like you said, Miami defensively, they're going to be in every game. Of course, they're able to switch. They're able to defend. They can hit the three ball. But when it comes down to when it comes down to stretch in that fourth quarter, I, I just trust the other guys more. Yo, Pierre, I got a question for you. Who do yes, you sir. think was the biggest acquisition for the Miami Heat this offseason? Um, I'll go PJ Tucker. <laughs> oh my god! Let's go. I was thinking. Kyle. I was thinking the same thing, bro. I was thinking I, the same thing. But if they said Kyle, I can't. I mean, I'm not gonna sit up here and argue. If Kyle is Kyle, but I just, for me, I look at shit different. Just like the star argument, you you hit it on the head. I can't argue with you. They do have the worst stars. Crazy. That sounds crazy. <laughs> it sounds disrespectful. But uh, yeah, when you look at them against all, like almost all of the teams. You know, some you probably you might take Demar Derozan over Jimmy Butler too. You know, if we're just keeping it a buck. There is a lot of players that you'll take over him. I'm not the biggest Jimmy Butler guy myself, but I that's why I find a balance. They don't have the star power, but you'll t- all the other shit that they have overpowers any other team. That's true. Um, like by far, and and I just love the culture. I love the system, and the coaching is championship top notch. So they have the best coach in the East. For sure. For sure. For sure. They're For the sure. best coach you need. They are the Detroit Pistons, bro. I'm going to keep saying it until they go on that. I like the the rant. Raptor type thing with Kawhi. 
they're more of that team. To me. So? Ah. No, that Raptors team was dirty. <laughs> And they had offense. Pascal, regardless of what you want to say, Pascal was amazing in that I wouldn't run. say they're in Toronto because Kawhi bro. was just he's he was on a different though. level. No, yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi was – Kawhi is – they don't have the Kawhi, but Jimmy Correct. Butler was a far more closer to a Kawhi. Yeah. That, that Detroit Pistons team was crazy. Yeah, but they – like yeah. I, I call them that because they're just so – they were so balanced in everything, and they didn't have they, – they, they had no egos. It was – a team thing. That's why I look at it like Miami's kind of set. Obviously, Jimmy, I think, is better than most of those guys, but they're kind of set in that way where they're defensively, they're going to get gritty, it's going to get aggressive, and they can do almost anything. Like, you, it's, there's not, a, you have to really okay. pick your teeth with them. I, no, and that's I, I, in, I like in that, that comp. sense, I thousand percent agree. I, I sure. like that Toronto comp. And quick question Is Bam Adebayo more offensively polished than Pascal was that year in 2019? As a full, uh, just scoring or full offensive repertoire? Full offensive repertoire. Yeah, I, t- to me, I think so. Yeah, but I, I mean, Pascal was real is raw. Pascal, he was. Bam, Bam got to flip a switch sometimes. It depends mm-hmm. on what Bam you get in some nights. I'll say that. You know yeah. what I mean? Bam I think against, Pascal got a little consistent during that little yeah, stretch. Bam against Brooklyn. Hopefully, Bam, nice. that could be the, the, the year for him this year. Uh, after last year. Was last year when they got swept, right? Yeah, they, they got smoked swept. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully... <laughs> Bam, understand because I think that was a big thing. The Miami Heat was not on just him that. Your boy Jimmy got out. He got outscored by Bryn Forbes. He needs to. Don't say my boy. That's, I, no, I well, you Miami is officially Miami's your squad. Miami's officially your right squad. now your That's championship it. team. I That's gotta put it. you in that in that category. No, nah, if if you're gonna say anybody is my boy on the Heat, it would have to be Bam. I'm not the biggest. Oh. I like Jimmy and his intensity, but you will not see me with a Jimmy. <laughs> there ain't no Jimmy shit. You don't see me with a Jimmy jersey. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm so glad you said PJ Tucker though, because I think he's been one of the more underappreciated players in the NBA it, for a man. long time. No, no, really I swear did. to God though. I'm sure, I'm sure. What's the backstory to this? Oh, man. oh he's Here a PJ Tucker man. lover. Okay, so this the backstory. In the 20, because I used to watch the Rockets all the time because I'm a James Harden fan. And just off of watching the Rockets, I'm like, yo, PJ Tucker is really the heart and soul of this team. And people don't understand it because he averages like five to six points. But if you watch him play, like his impact is tremendous. So I basically, you know, on Twitter just was fucking around. I was like, okay, PJ Tucker's stand account. You know, I'm like, he's the best corner three point shooter of all time, the <laughs> Kevin Durant stopper. I'm PJ Tucker's biggest hype man. I don't think there's somebody that can hype him up better than me. And every single time a topic comes up, everybody here gets annoyed when I bring up PJ Tucker because <laughs> they know that PJ Tucker's my guy. And it, it honestly, my friend's not here right now. JC was usually on the pod. He became PJ Tucker yep. truther as well once he saw what he did in Miami. It's officially a stand. But, you know, you, you got to look at PJ Tucker with Houston. He goes to Houston to make the Western Conference Finals. He was a, a huge part to guarding KD and in that series. He goes to Milwaukee. He's KD's main assignment. And he does a great job on him. As good as a job that you can do on, on, on somebody. Good wording. Yes, yeah, good wording. Good wording. Good wording. KD stopper to me. <laughs> Jesus KD Christ. even tweeted one time that he's the hardest person that he has to go up against defensively. And then this year in Miami, I felt like he was the perfect four for them to switch all around. Because, yeah, he's 6'5", but he can guard centers. He can guard guards. He's agile enough. I, I'm just a huge P.J. Tucker fan. I like P.J. too, man. Not as much as you. <laughs> I like him just for the insurance if they match up with the Bucks. Yeah, I think, he can I think that's going to be huge. head up a little bit. Food. Offense. Yeah, no, nah, it is. It is. We talked about Boston. They're one of the teams that uh, I think they're either fourth or fifth in the East right now. Oh, they're fifth. Don't, they're fifth? Yeah, they're behind okay. us. 
Next up, oh wow! So you're gonna lose in the first round. I didn't even know that. <sighs> We're gonna beat. Them, get healthy. Bro. Get healthy. We're getting you healthy. You see Caruso, bro? He's getting He's back, a, baby. I told so you, man. When are you gonna team, give me my apology? The Minnesota Timberwolves now. They're playing great. I was kind of disappointed because the other night I forgot who they lost. So they lost to some trash team. team. Yeah, they lost magic, to some magic. trash team. They lost to the Magic. Yeah. yeah, they lost to the Magic. Then they beat the Heat. <laughs> the Minnesota's weird like this, right? But. They are 39-30. They're the 7th seed. Before the season, you guys know, I said they're going to be the 5th seed in the West. You guys laughed at me. But it's in range. It's still close. It can happen still. (laughs) And I just just think if Minnesota, they match up with the right team, they can beat them in the first round. Right now, they'd be matching up with Golden State. L. I think they'll lose to Golden State. What's the right matchup, though? That's what I want to get to. They can can beat Memphis. What did I tell you on the ride here? I told you this on the ride here. They I can told you this Memphis. on the ride here. I knew he was going to say that. They can elaborate. beat Memphis. Let's, let's, let's get into it. Elaborate. Well, for one, I think in that series... You're sleeping John, on Grizzlies. John Morant, look, he's a great player. He's a superstar player right now. I think he's playing at that level. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is that far off. But I think Josh has gotten so much hype. I think Carl Anthony Towns, what he's done on a nightly basis, has gotten slept on. It's gotten swept under the rug. He's been better defensively. He's one of the best shooting big men in the NBA. I don't trust any of their bigs on Cat. I like Jaron Jackson a lot, and I like Steven Adams a lot, mm-hmm. but I think Cat will, will win that matchup. In this series, the X factor to me, though, is two guys. Is One is Malik Beasley. He's finally been playing better. He's averaging 14.5 points in the last 10 games, shooting 47% from three. He's finally finding a shot. And Anthony Edwards. I think in the first round, we can potentially see Anthony Edwards just take off. Just take off similarly to, you know, back in like 2013 where Steph Curry versus Nuggets in the first round. He just took off where like he's here. I think Edwards hasn't reached that all-star. Like he's an all-star level player, even though he didn't make the team. But I know what you're saying. He didn't he didn't take that leap yet. I think the playoffs are when he's gonna take that leap and he's gonna show everybody like, no, he's here. And you add that with Kat, with D Lo, with Vanderbilt, who I really like. Pat Bev is the heart and soul of that team. And I think Jalen McDaniels has really He's good. Up this offensive game. He he looks like a more polished offensive player now. I think Minnesota can upset a team in the first round. I think they can beat Utah. I think they can beat Memphis. I think they can beat Dallas. I just wouldn't put them past Phoenix or um Golden State. You think they could beat Denver too? Yeah, I think they can beat Denver. Okay. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that because, you know, you've been high on Minnesota. So I figured it was going to be something coming out of you today. and I, I got it. You talk about John Morant and Kat. They're not. For, first, first of all, let me say this. I'm not a Minnesota Timberwolves hater. I'm not. A, I'm not a hater. We're all, no one hates on. No one should proceed to say some hating ass T- shit. Timberwolves fans swear I'm hating. I'm not a that's, hater. That's so crazy that you have to say that these days. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's racism. Like I'm not a hater. It's just we're on the show. I got to do what I got to do. So here we go. The Timberwolves, like you said, they're the seventh seed. First of all, they have to get out the plan, and that's that's going to be a tough feat. Zion's coming back. Paul George might come back. You still have to worry about LeBron James. He can Thank give you. you a win you. on any given night. So first of all, they have to get out the plan. But if they get out the plan, which they have a great chance because they only have to win one game. Like you said, they're probably going to be a seven seed. So we're looking at a matchup against the Warriors, maybe, or Memphis. Probably those are the two likely teams. For me, 
I just look at Memphis, and you said those are your X, X factors. For me, the X factor is Dylan Brooks. I look at Dylan Brooks as their best perimeter defender. Well and I look at a guy yeah. who has to come in. He has, he's been hurt a lot this year. So I look at a guy who has to come in and be that stopper, and he's probably going to be tasked with guarding Anthony Edwards for the series. If he can, in which he has the ability to really stop Anthony Edwards, that's really going to put a crush on Minnesota Timberwolves because Cat, like you said, Cat's going to do what Cat's going to do. John Morant's going to beat him. It's just going to be the – I like Memphis' role players better. Yeah. I, I like the fact that they can go 10 deep, and I like the acquisitions that they have. Steven Adams, Desmond Bain, I like De'Anthony Melton. I like Kyle Anderson. They're all good defenders, and I like the fact that they play together. I like their coach. Minnesota is a young, exciting team, but I look at D'Lo, and Jal easily wins that matchup for me. I look sure. at Jared Vanderbilt. He's a great defender. I look at, Jay, like you said, McDaniels. He's really good, but – it's just like something for me. Memphis is just on a different tear this year for me that I think John Morant, like you said, you think Cat and John Morant is close. I don't think it's close because I think John Morant's leadership, I think the way he carries his team, the way he leads his team in the locker room is something that puts him a little bit over. And, of course, he's a point guard, so it's different. I think his impact in a playoff, he averaged 30 his first playoff series. He outworked Steph Curry in a playing game. I think that puts him over Cat, too. So I, I like him as a playoff performer, and I think – like the matchups, Minnesota matches up with other teams, but I think the experience is going to win out on most teams like Denver. I like the Joker in that matchup. I think Denver can still win that. And if jo- Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. come back, that's still going to be a tough game for them. You said Dallas. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. I think Luka, the only thing that was stopping him was Kawhi. And even then, he was still putting up historical numbers. I don't think anything can stop him right now. I think he's due for a really elite elite dynamic playoff series and he could possibly get out utah they've had their troubles but rudy gobert donovan mitchell you still can't sleep on him but that's i'm not even gonna sit here and say that's like a terrible take because minnesota is a really good team and when they are healthy they're one of the best offenses in the nba so defenses yes i can't even say that in both i can't even say that's a terrible take i just right now like i wouldn't even say it's a bad take i just trust memphis dylan brooks okay i respect that because i know he's an elite defender But Pat Bev was on J.J. Reddick's podcast, and he was like, Anthony Edwards could be Michael Jordan. You know what Michael Jordan did in his first playoff That was series, the right? dumbest take I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Sorry, that. I was crying. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous to say that, bro. I knew you were going to say that, too. Like, he said that, and I just looked at, like, come on, bro. Like, no. He's going to have to take a, a huge he, He's not even waved yet. You already game. jumped into it. Like, come on, man. Facts. I think Minnesota is a sleeping giant. Mm. I really do. I mean, they're 33 and 21 since like uh, starting four yeah. and nine, which is the sixth best record in the NBA uh, since that point. They're third in offense in that stretch. Malik Beasley and I just, just set the record for most threes in a game by a Timberwolf, who it was previously held by Anthony Edwards. Mm. And people don't notice this if you just watch the game, but like I like listen to the post game press conferences, especially Anthony Edwards, because he's like, I think, one of the coolest players in the league. And Everybody on that team is genuinely happy for one another one another and their success. Yep. And I think that chemistry goes a long way. Memphis, I think they have more depth, no doubt. I do think Minnesota has more star power, though. I could see that because, you know, D'Lo, Edwards. But is it is it like they have more star power, but is it wrong to assume Desmond Bain can play on talk, the same level talk, as D'Angelo Russell in talk. a playoff series? Like, is no, it it's, wrong? Not, it's not wrong. Like, I, don't, I don't think it's – is it – is it depends it, on what D-Lo you're getting because he's inconsistent. Yeah, is it wrong to say Jaron Jackson Jr. can have more impact on the playoff series than Anthony Edwards? I don't think so. Don't, Defensively, no, think, yeah. Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson could put Cat through a tough time. 
I'm not saying they're going to stop him. No way. Because you can't stop Carl Anthony Towns. I'm looking you at Jaren Jackson as a, a guy who can go out there and guard the perimeter and he can guard down low. That's so that's going to be a tough matchup for Cat. And you have Steven Adams down low. Jared Vanderbilt, as much as good as he is on a defensive end, he's more of a cutter, and a, he's not really a, sp- a floor spacer. So I look at that. Maybe you could put Steven Adams on him, have him help on defense. It's it's like... And that's how I'm looking at it also. You have two guys that could at least limit Carl Anthony Towns. There's no one on the Timberwolves that could stop John Moran. It's, it, and that's Somebody in the ma- league. That's a fact. But that's another reason... Well, Pat why. Bev would be on him. Oh, my God. And that's food. It, it, no, that's it's literally food, food bro. Like in his pick, and John Morant in the pick and roll is so dangerous. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna put Pat Bev and Cat in really tough situations. You're gonna have they, might, a, they should put Vanderbilt on him. Honestly. You can't disrespect Pat Bev like that. Though. I wouldn't put Vanderbilt on. But it's John Morant. Like, but that's he made really... D book shoot bad in the Western Conference Finals. Agreed. You can shoot bad, but still didn't impact the team to lose. Oh, they took him a six. Yeah, what are you saying? I mean, they lost ultimately. <laughs> they took him a six with no Kawhi. <laughs> it was a, it was a great performance by the Clippers, without a doubt. Yo, Don't Pierre. Paul, we can't forget that Paul George was the janky DeAndre Aiden live too, man. The Clippers played well, man. That could have been a seven game series. Were awesome. That was supposed to be the Clippers win. If I'm being man, Paul you, George yes. missed free throws. Campaign yes. gave them a thirty ball in game one. Come on, that wasn't supposed to happen. Damn, bro. man, that was the Clippers. I'm mad we reliving this shit. I'm, I, Paul George, my favorite player. I wanted them to win that. <laughs> That's shit my so dude bad. too, bro. I, I know how you feel, bro. That's my. They, the Clippers when he missed lost. those free throws, bro. It's just like ah, <laughs> bro. He was on a way, bro. That fourth quarter, he hit two big shots. He was on his he way to an historic moment. He Missed free throws and I wanted to cry like so bad. Like that was the moment I really I remember wanted to cry. that happening and wanted to like, he, you, like he, man. I'm like, bro. I know you were hurting. I was in pain, he was rewriting right? that narrative. They were was shitting on mm-hmm. him and it was just like first ooh, game, that would have been the cherry on top. First game he had 36. He was, was bunk. I was in was pain, tweaking. bro. Like I was so much pain, bro. <laughs> like nothing could go right, bro. So Pierre, what do you think about uh Minnesota and potentially upsetting a team like Memphis? Hey man, you got a lot of love for Minnesota, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm not. <laughs> Uh, I like them too. I, I like them like you do, but man, I, I don't. You name some teams, bro. Like them potentially upsetting somebody is an argument in itself. But you named off the Jazz, the the Nuggets. You said uh, Memphis and uh, who else did you say? Dallas. Utah. Like those are some tough teams. A lot would have to go right. Um, I guarantee that they would make the playoffs. Um, I didn't care. I think that's the main thing for them. I'm not even looking for nobody for them to upset. They just need to make the playoffs. That's the, the a step in the right direction. But um, I think you said something that was that was true. And I think it goes to whoever they play. It, de- it depends on what version of the players that they get, because they could have a lot of star power or they could only have one star. Mm-hmm. We, I see some mm-hmm. nights with D'Angelo Russell is, is matching cat and they have like a tandem. And, you know, then it's uh, Anthony Edwards struggling or some nights where Anthony Edwards is their guy and Cat is with him and D'Lo is struggling with 13 points. Very seldomly do I feel like they have this three headed monster that I think that they could be. Uh, You know, I'm not saying it's out of the possibility of it happening in a playoff series, but I think uh, I think y'all make great arguments for the Grizzlies. I think on some nights Desmond Bain could outplay uh, D'Angelo Russell or Anthony Edwards. Jaron Jackson statistically might not mess with Cat, but effectively he could he could impact winning basketball. No and then John Moran is your, becomes your deciding factor. I get what you're saying, Carly Towns and Ja may be on the same level of, of player, but the fact that Ja is a point guard and he's shown that he elevates his games in the he elevates his game in the moments. 
uh, and what he did to the Jazz when they didn't have Donovan in that game one in Utah. And even when Donovan came back, Donovan had to come back earlier than they thought. Yeah. They was going to try to arrest him, but it's job put that pressure on them to have <laughs> yeah. him come out on a bummed ankle just because they was that scared. So I, I can only imagine what he would do to a uh, Carthony Towns pick and roll. Carthony Towns has gotten better, but no matter how good you are, we saw him saw him punish the defensive player of the year. And I don't I don't think Cat is that. So um I like the Timberwolves, and I'll be happy for them to make the playoffs. I think that should be their focus. Upsetting anybody. If you had to pick one, who would you pick in the West? As much as it's going to hurt me to say this, because I really like this team, too, just because I have no other option, the Mavericks. Yeah. But even then, it's like Luka, <laughs> Luka would average 40. I would, You know, I, got, I saw what he did to Paul and Kawhi. But the and Nuggets, Pat no way in hell. No way in hell. No way. No way. Jokic <laughs> is just too good. And then the Memphis, maybe Memphis, maybe you have ah. to hope Desmond Bain has a terrible playoff series, but I don't know. I don't I, want to disrespect the young guys. I'm just That's why you I don't know, like it. Dallas is going to have a field day with you. Just, just the FYI moment here. Their fan base is a little crazy. They're going to have a field day with you. I've been, I've been through with every fan base already. I'm, I'm like five years into this, man. <laughs> which, fan, which fan base gives you the most help? Uh, it changes. It used to be the Celtics. Um, as a Knicks fan, makes the, sense. We're Raptor fans. Raptor fans have been. Oh, the, they used the to hate consistent. me. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Late. They love you now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, who else? I would say that that's pretty much. And you know, anytime you say anything about Russell Westbrook, <laughs> <laughs> let's not, let's not, please. Anytime you say something about Russ, but that, I think that's about it. Uh, and probably I had some. Fi- Philly, Philly as of late, just because I don't. So think your whole division not, rivals, pretty I much. I was gonna say exactly. But yeah, true. Makes yeah. sense. Okay. Have you ever? But I, gotten... don't, I don't pop shit as a Knicks fan though. I don't. I don't do that. Like even when the Knicks was hot, I didn't. I wasn't talking crazy. I'm a humble Knicks fan. This is ironic. I'm just like I'm happy to, for the ride. I didn't think the Knicks was gonna win the championship, so I didn't. I didn't talk too much shit because <laughs> the possibility of what happened to us was always there. Yeah, I agree. Um, have you got any backlash from Knicks fans? Yes. Yes. Plenty of Nick fans. I'm, I, I don't really like Nick fans. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Nick fans are kind of dumb, arrogant for no reason. Yeah, a lot um, of Nick's thoughts are on delusion to a degree. You know, and the Cam Reddish shit. When I was like, man, I for me, I felt like if Cam Reddish at the start of their careers on draft night would have went to a situation as good as RJ's for personal sake, I think he would be on par player for player as RJ. It's it's important as a rookie, especially a wing player, to come into the league with opportunity. So Nick fans ain't like that. Wow. God, yeah, God, I, I know. God, I, I've been there with the RJ stuff. I said I said that his player comp for me, I was like, I think he can be like a Harrison Barnes. I'd like that's like my projection for him. For who? Uh, RJ. <laughs> I wouldn't go that low. That's, that's <laughs> it was when he was averaging like 14 on horrible efficiency in the season. Yeah, I, ain't, I don't I ain't want you to say that. that like, Harrison Barnes, he's better than than people give him credit for. Like, I understand RJ you hear Barrett that. is better than correct, what people give him correct. credit for. Correct. Well, 100% sure. you're right. But I'm saying in the sense of Harrison Barnes left the Warriors and nobody talks about him because he's on the Kings. And un, it, it makes sense. That being said, he has been a lot better than what people give him credit for. He's he's easy in terms of scoring the basketball. I give you twenty easy. 
It's Harrison Barnes, though. No, I understand. No, you're which really, is, which like, is why you're really making an argument for Harrison no, Barnes. No, I'm saying in the sense of why I don't completely shit on his RJ. Comparison. I just said that because, like, I was talking about in terms of career projection, not the type of player they are, but just okay. in terms of like what I can get from RJ. Because early in the season, I was like, okay, what is RJ's role? Mm-hmm. Like, what is he going to excel at in the NBA? I did not see this these flashes of him being an on-ball player. Like, now he's really showing it to where, like, I'm okay, I'm comfortable with the ball in RJ's hands. Definitely. But I thought it was going to take him time to find a role in the NBA, and I kind of saw him kind of like a Harrison Barnes where he'll float around some teams. I don't know if he'll ever be, like, a star, but, you know, now he's playing like it. I mean, I can't even deny it. He's playing amazing. Yeah, I never, I never thought of Harrison Barnes. I was, like, on a Toronto DeMar DeRozan type trajectory. Uh, I know everybody right looks hand. at DeMar DeRozan differently now because yeah. of what he's done this year. But the Toronto era of like, this dude is good. He's not great. Probably won't build my franchise around him. But if he's the best player on my team, we make him make some uh, playoff, you know, uh, series. Mid-ECF. He might make a couple all-star games. And, that, you know, that was that. was that. But Harrison Barnes, eh, nah. And it's not <laughs> because Harrison Barnes is some terrible player. But I'm, I'm not here to – we're not going to talk of Harrison Barnes like – not where where is Harrison Barnes? Harrison Barnes is a top what player? A hundred. Yeah, I, I would say, say top. Would you guys say top? Yeah, 75? I never my, my never my life was thinking like, oh, will RJ Barrett be a top hundred player? Like, nah, <laughs> I ain't I ain't go that. The low best low. name that I think of when I think of RJ and their trajectory is Brandon Ingram. The way that they both have come up is very similar to me. And now we're starting whoa, to see whoa. In what sense is that really wrong? <laughs> look at it. You look at it early in the in their careers. Brandon Ingram and and RJ struggled their first season offensively. Next year after that, they took a very similar leap in points per game. Year after that, we really saw Brandon Ingram. Context. No. Brandon Ingram. Got Brandon, Brandon Ingrams. Brandon, yes. He got LeBron. But, but then Brandon he went to the Ingram Pelicans way, and was good. Brandon Ingram is a way more polished basketball Yeah, I think player. like it's different when a guy comes in not polished and a guy comes in already polished. Like Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, those are guys who came You're in already with the skill. You're saying that RJ was very, his, his He didn't have the skill yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, was, he didn't have it yet. Those two like guys yeah. like that come in so with kind the of, skill already. I feel like that's still... Praise to RJ and the fact that since coming to the league, no, he's yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why it's different. Like he's, and I don't mean that any slight to RJ. Brandon Ingram's an all star. He's a he's a great basketball player. What about Jimmy Butler for RJ? Yep. Okay. Yep. okay. I feel I like would Brown. say Jimmy or Jalen Brown. Yeah. I like that. Yo, shout out to your Cam Reddish take though, because I've been saying he's going to be the best player in the league for like the last three seasons. He hasn't done it yet, but I'm just waiting on that that next superstar leap. If that victory lap is going to be it crazy. May not, we, <laughs> we, we 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 may never see it, bro. Just because I think that's the part of the game that people don't see, man. I think it's a you know it's a it's a lot of situation. Things are situational, just like the Brandon Ingram shit. It's no coincidence that he left the Lakers and then that first year he was an All Star. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think things are situational, and I think especially early in your career to be able to walk into a situation, um, you know, where you are handed the keys and you're a priority from the start versus Atlanta, where it was already Trey. It was already Collins. Then DeAndre Hunter was drafted in front of you. You know what I mean? Then they brought in Bogdanovich, and it just got piled on and piled on. And you got this small window of error and margin to really work with. And I, I think it, uh, it, it, can hurt, it can hurt you. I've been a basketball player before. You know what I mean? Subconsciously, you start to doubt yourself and doubt what you do. You try not to make mistakes. And when you try not to make mistakes, you end up make making them. more mistakes. And you try to do too much. We see in Cam Reddish shoots a lot of terrible shots. And I think that's because when you don't have a bunch of opportunity, once you do, you press. You press to make that impact to show I belong. So 
I'm with you. I I, I was high on Cam. I'm still like high on him. I just don't know if I'm as high on him anymore. We'll see. It's unfortunate he's out for the season because he's good, actually, no good. Yeah. They, don't, they don't even play him. No, but they were actually starting nah, to play him a little bit. Inconsistent. Let him go rest, and then next year, hopefully they fire Tibbs, and then we move. You you better hope for that. I do hope. You you said a lot of stuff about Cam Reddish. I will forever stay in Cam. Like, <laughs> oh, listen, that's my that's guy. Me too, bro. Yeah, that's, Me too. That's, that's what you don't guy. understand. I don't... My, yeah, my shit like that don't change because it was never... That's something that, you know what I mean? Where he went is never going to change. So my opinion won't change. I wish yep. he came People always hit me up like, man, what, what you see what RJ did here? What, you, you, you feel the same? Yeah. He went to the wrong team. So on what to the, the last topic with Pierre. We're going to rank our top five duos. I saw you guys a video on TikTok through the wire. You guys did this, uh, a similar thing to it. You guys were picking between duos. Yeah, and I, I wasn't a fan of how I went, so I'm interested to see how y'all do it. <laughs> Everybody values different things when it comes to basketball. But what weren't you a fan of? We let the Lakers get far, and I don't care that they won the championship. Oh, that's great, because I mean? like, me and Jamal won't have them on our list. Yeah. My guys. Yeah, nah. Perfect. Maybe him. He's a LeBron guy, so maybe he might do it. The only reason they're not on my list because we're talking right now. I'm surprised you you don't even have them. I don't. Oh they yeah, were, I thought you had them at five. So LeBron and Russ don't count. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all specifically doing right now? We didn't do that. We just did duos. But I was taking everything into consideration: the past yeah. and right now. So if we're saying and past. Just, oh my goodness, Pierre, not having LeBron and AD is rude. It's we're rude. doing right now, but that's a good question because as I was preparing for this, and I'm like, I'm ranking my duos. I, I didn't know what I wanted to value more. I'm like, okay, should I value proven duos over the talented ones? And I, I, I kind of, I have my list here, so I'll just give mine first. Unless you want to, I want to say first. the way I did mine was I valued winning and statistically, what are you putting out that's impacting winning? So that's how I did mine. So as of right now, that's how mine's went. So I, you want me to okay. go first? Or you? What about wait, wait, what, what about you, bro? You ain't, he ain't say what he valued. <laughs> I, I, I think this is it. No, I think y'all doing it better than us because I think we should have did that. Yeah. I think that's what we messed up at. We didn't make a clear point on what we valued. And I think some of us valued past because D Mills is down there arguing Damian Lillard and Anthony Simon. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, and we yes. haven't even seen it. And I'm like, that that irritated me. And then it's like, you're right. Not having AD and LeBron as a past duo is rude and disrespectful. But it's like, how much do we value that? And if I, if we made a clear stance how y'all just did, I think we would have had a more progressive. He really wants to know could, how you do it. It's fine. Mine's, mine's like a little practice. combination of both. Mine's basically on talent in terms of me projecting them to win and what they have done already. But really. Oh, so basically this year because you don't have LeBron and AD in there. Correct. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. I, I like it. So I'll go first. These are my top five duos this year. <laughs> you go all five? Yeah. Okay. Um, unless you guys want to like do it. you know. And we're going five to one. I said we go one, one, one. Go four, five. Okay, yeah. so from five to one? Yes. Five okay. to one, 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 one. Okay, so at number five, I have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at number five. At number five, I also have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. At five, I got KD and Kyrie. Oh, my God. You got them at five? Yo, that is wild. Like, I hate that. I well, hate that. You got you to gotta look at it like this. Ky- Kyrie is a part-time basketball player. <laughs> Kevin Durant, right. Kevin Durant, right. he's been hurt a lot. But when they do That's play, the, the short time, no, I'm just talking about this year. The short time they have played, they've been effective, and they're both an elite t- uh, talented duo. So, at out of respect, because they've been elite, they've been talented. I put them at five. They're four and two this year when they play together. 
See, it's not and even look at what they did against one of the more the most unstoppable team in Philadelphia. Oh, they yeah, they took it personal, but I'm not going to put them over. The, you're going to hear the next four and understand why I have the next four. They're a playing team, bro. And they, KD's been out for however many That's games. That's five. He, but when he was healthy, they I were I don't want to say, but I don't care about and when he was healthy. Look at me giving healthy. KD praise. Kyrie's a part-time you know basketball player, bro. I get, like, what do you want me to do with that? Come you on, want to man. put a part-time duo in here? I, I put him at five. You're better than that. I could have said You're KD and Harden. I could have did that. So what do you think, Pierre? You think, is it crazier to have KD and Kyrie at five or Tatum and Brown at five? KD and Kyrie, but he said, listen to the rest of his list. So I, I owe him that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So my number four. Wait, who's his five? We didn't get his five. What was I'm, I'm just listening to y'all. So oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I had an idea that that was what you were doing, but now we got clarification. At number four. Chris Paul and Devin Booker. What the? His list sucks. I just want to let you know that right well, now. Then my, then my list sucks, <laughs> too, because I have Chris Paul and Devin Booker also. Oh, my God. How, is, how are they not all here? Right, they made the finals. All right. I don't think your list sucks, but I think our lists are going to be first, completely first different. First seed in the West right exactly. now. That's why they're not, the NBA. Exactly. That's why they're not four for me. They should be higher? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But for oh, me, okay. four is JB and uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They're okay. four for me. So, like, that's that's my four. You know what? This I understand. Good. I understand exactly what you're saying. But here's to defend this. In terms of the talent of the guys that we're going to have above them, these these guys, these duos are more talented. Chris Paul and De- Jalen Jason, Brown and Jason team. Tatum are are not that much more talented than Chris Paul and Devin Booker. They're not. They're just not. And they don't impact the game like those two. I'm just sorry. Uh-oh. Argue. But, fight. But look, <laughs> look at the way that the Suns team is oriented. They are they are one of the deeper teams in the NBA, if not the deepest team in the NBA. Yes, Chris Paul and Devin Booker are the two best players on their team. You take them off their team, they're not the best team in the NBA. They're not. They're not. That's obvious. However, this team is super, this is still insanely deep, and I'm looking at these two, still giving them the respect as being a top-five duo in the league, but I'm looking at these other duos that are just better talent-wise. And, and even taking that into account, it, it's not rude for me to say that these— Jalen Brown's better than Chris Paul? My, bro, I have Jalen Brown and Tatum underneath them. Oh, so who's you have ahead of Oh, I will we'll wait. We're gonna wait. Get exactly. we'll get I have it's Chris hard Paul. to give this argument without spoiling. Yeah, that's why okay. I have Chris Paul and D book at four because although they've had a lot of success, I'm gonna be honest, I was debating having them on this list oh altogether. Okay, I can't agree with that. I was I can't agree with that. Because I left out Giannis and Middleton. Just a Me spoiler. Too. I left yeah, out Giannis and Middleton. Just a spoiler, Giannis four. is in here, but Middleton is not that Drew guy. Holiday? So okay, that's, that's your deal. Ooh, but I'm just saying okay. CP three and D book to me, I think they, they've accomplished a lot, but at the same time, you have to understand that the roster is loaded. Okay. It is. We'll, we'll get, we'll, I'm looking at it. So we'll, when I pick them, I'll, my, I'll explain. My third is Embiid and Harden. That's six, my third. Six game wonders. Okay. And I, hold up. They would have been one had they not wet the bed against Brooklyn. I Did dropped you know, them you down. Know, do what they do. And okay. what the bet's kind. Oh, yeah. The okay. Kind. okay. I was watching a game with, with Drew. We, we was in a garage was watching the projector. Watch, bro. bro, I was. You there was a that? Philly fan watching the game. He was sitting in a corner. First quarter, Philly scores. Yo, bro, he's jumping up. He's screaming. He's like, yeah, let's go. By the third quarter, they score. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the quietest I've seen Joel and my brother Josh That's ever crazy. in my life. So what's your three? My number three is Steph and Clay slash Dre, whichever one you want to shake Dre. it. It's Dre. It's Dre. It's Dre. My three is Giannis and Drew Holiday. 
That, that is that's the duo for me. Are you going to have Steph and Dre one, bro? No, actually, Steph is not on my list for the first time in I'm ever. stunned. Yeah, Steph is actually not on my list. Number two for me is Katie and Kyrie. You don't have Demar and Zach on your list, and I'm Absolutely pissed not. the hell off. But I'll actually, get to that in a minute. I took them off too. You know, I could have put them over C, uh, CP3 and D. I'll get that. I'll get to that in a minute. I don't have them on my list because I'm expecting Demar not to show up in the playoffs. Like in beating wow. Harden, usually do. Like because that's if that's if you're expecting that, then we should already Uh-oh. know what they're gonna do. Wow. But you know, oh, I'll DeMar- tell you what. I'm sorry. I left Demar and Zach off my list, and I regret it. What's number two for you? Number two for me is Harden and Embiid. Number two for me is Demar Zach. That's Honestly, like, I don't. I'm not even mad. That's, that's number two for me. You guys are ridiculous. For me, I am. no, no. For me, I have Katie and Kyrie because we know you when health. One, when no, no. I have them at two. Oh, okay, we know when healthy they can beat any team in the NBA. Okay, as long as Brooklyn is healthy and Kyrie can play and he doesn't have that mandate over his head, <laughs> Brooklyn, even as the eighth, seventh seed, I would pick them against anybody in a series. That's fair. I respect and I respect that. We saw them go. We saw them almost beat Milwaukee last don't year. Don't do it. Don't tell me about the foot. I don't want to hear can about his shoes. Can I ask you? Can I ask you? Up on oh, Milwaukee okay. can, I ask you Kyrie. can I ask you a question? Talk to me. Tatum and Demar, which do you lean? Right now, it, sure. <laughs> Tatum's better. Why is this an argument? The, it, no, it's not no. about who's. It's not about who's better. Um, I'll probably lean Tatum because he plays defense. I'm taking Zach over Brown for sure. Okay. Tatum is the best player out of the duos. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jalen Brown is probably the worst of the four. No, he's not probably. He's the worst. Yes. Is it as is it that significant that you're taking Zach and DeMar however many spots over them? Two. It was two spots. And is it that clean to like I understand that the Bulls are playing great basketball and I understand that DeMar DeRozan has been excellent. And you know my feelings Wait, on So what are you asking me? I'm saying <clears throat> why is it so clear cut that they're number two and you have the, the Celtics number four. What is it that's separating it for you? DeMar has balance? been, DeMar has, what DeMar has been able to do with a broken down roster all year has been nothing short of amazing. Fair He's been enough. breaking Wilt numbers. And Zach, the fact that Zach has been playing with five to six injuries throughout this year and is still one of the most efficient scorers in the NBA, for me, it was easy. Number Honestly. one, I'm mad at you. You know what? I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't. Bro. I don't understand this about Riv. One going to be Stephen Dre. I don't understand this about oh Riv. We had a topic about the Bulls, and we had no. We had to talk about the MVP. That was your chance to pick the Bulls, your hometown team, Demar Derozan. You didn't ride for your. He's an my honest MVP. man. He wasn't my What's MVP. Your- <laughs> the best duo in basketball is Steph Curry and Draymond Green. With Draymond Green, the Warriors are twenty-eight and six this season. This that's a that's a better. I was gonna put that. that's a better win percentage than the Phoenix Suns have this year. Look at the duo of Steph and Dre last year. They missed the playoffs. They were the fifth seed before Steph Curry got hurt, and they they, had, they lost they every two, single they had game. Two chances to get into the playoffs. Not because Steph. Don't both. blame. I'm not blaming. Steph. Blame it on Dre they, shooting. They're that so up. good as a duo that without Dre, I don't know if the Warriors get past the second round. With Dre, they're winning the championship. I don't disagree. I'm just saying in terms of the duo itself, I didn't have them higher on my list because they missed the playoffs last year. Regardless of what you want to say. They got three championships, bro. Okay, fair. Okay, Clay Thompson. I don't care about that last year. They got three championships. So So who's your first? My first is KD and Kyrie. Okay, so let me just, before I, (laughs) let me get this straight. You guys, you put Steph and Dre. That's an honorable number one. 
But the only reason I didn't put them is because Dre has missed a lot of time. And it's been like, even in those championships, Steph, Katie, so I did it like right now. And you put the part-time worker and the other guy <laughs> as the number one duo in the and league. The and they're a playing team. Okay. For me, the best duo in the league, the best duo that's been the best duo in the NBA season right now is CP3 and Devin Booker. They've been the best duo in the NBA. I swear to God. Not w- better than Draymond Wait, I thought you had Giannis. You said you didn't have Giannis. No, Giannis and Drew was three. Ah, okay, okay. I would have put I would have put the Joker and whoever else if I wanted to pick, but they're not higher up in the seating. But I should have. Barton? Yeah, I should have just <laughs> threw him in there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, for me, CP3 and Devin Booker have been one of the clutchest duos in the NBA. They have the best record by, like, eight a games line, uh, in sure. the NBA. Like, And this is this is coming off a year. They just made the finals, and they were the number two seed last year. Like, I look at it as, like, Devin Booker has the numbers. Chris Paul has the impact. What's what's the problem? They've been they, like it's they've been those guys for for me this year. So I have to put them number one. I don't disagree with any logic that you said. What you said is a hundred percent sound. I'm looking at it in this sense: KD, when he's on the court playing basketball, is arguably the best player in the world. Kyrie Irving is a 50, 40, 90 player who can give you thirty on any given night. He is one of the most skilled, if not the most skilled, players in the NBA. You're 100% right. He's a part-time player. Speculation. In terms of what? The most skilled player? In the- no, in terms of you, your number one list is primed on if KD actually is healthy and Correct. if Kyrie is, Correct. A, is actually a full-time Correct. player. My number one is primed on what they've done last well, year Let's and take it easy, year. though, because CP3, his injury history, can you fully bank on him? That's no, 100%. So Same then, thing with Kyrie, though. Oh, I agree with you. So we can only, But we can only but go with what we've seen. And what we've seen is a number two seed, a number one seed, one guy who's actually, well, CP3, as much as we say he may not deserve it, he may, he was your MVP pick. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he so was. He, a guy who's in the MVP race. Also, Devin Booker's also in the top 10 MVP. I'm looking at two guys in the top 10 in the MVP race. They have Don't the number disagree. one record in the league. They're the clutchest duo is in Devin the league. Is Devin in the MVP race? He's like eight he or nine. He should be. Okay. He's like eight right. or nine. If he, if he, That's if what he's I was not, wondering. he just dropped out. Okay. But he was in there. So, like, I don't think, like, KD and Kyrie, we're talking about best talented duo. Yeah, of course. KD and Kyrie won. I mean, you could throw Harden and Embiid. I didn't put Harden and Embiid because they didn't play enough games. That's I would They would have been one for me, but they haven't played enough games. So I'm looking at the teams, top of the league. Look at DeMar and Zach. They have, they've been in the top of the league. They've been missing all the guys. Look at Giannis and Drew. They just complement each other so much. Drew's that top-notch perimeter defender. Giannis is that rim protector. Plus, Drew is extremely clutch. And then, obviously, sure. JB and JT... Those two-way players, J- Jason Tatum's that offensive machine, and they picked it up. And then I put Katie and Kyrie because of respect, because of talent. They are, when healthy, the most talented. But these other four duos have just put in so much track record. I should have put Steph and Dre at five, honestly. That's what I should have done. They missed your list. I, they That's did miss my disrespectful. List. I don't, it, is, it is a bit disrespectful. I don't dislike your list by any means. I just think that DeMar and Zach are a little bit too high. Who would you put? Who? You didn't have them on your list. I, I understand. Steph exactly. and Dre are clear of Levine and DeMar. That's fair to and say. And you didn't have Joel Embiid and, and James Harden. I just explained why. I understand, I but you still, Embiid. again, they you got to project. You have to project. That's I what just, we're I doing. I shouldn't have to project. Project in the sense of like what okay, we're so expecting. So we, we named do. our list. So, Pierre, which list did you have most problems with? You didn't agree with? Uh, a little bit of all, y'all. <laughs> I, I think the Bulls were too high. I, I do agree with that. The Bulls were high. Um, <laughs> also, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think you do have to project with the Philadelphia 76ers. I agree. It, I said that when we did it, it's tough because I didn't like the teams that they played. But we do have to project that they are going to be somewhat superior on a consistent basis. Um, 
I I I agree with bro. I think uh, y'all had the Phoenix Suns a little low. <laughs> Disrespect. You know what I mean. Um, Dre Dre and Steph being number one, arguable. I I you know I I, I don't know. I, I can respect <laughs> it. Um, I think that was it though. We're talking about the top five though, so I, I you know we just really can't go wrong. Shit. Yeah, that's fact. You know what I mean. We just nitpicking that shit. Um, I I like the Nets though. I'll take the Nets even with Kyrie being part-time, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that duo is crazy because you have to consider what they can do, what they have done. And even at half, like a half of Kyrie, I'm taking that over a lot of the guys that we named. I was just distracted because I was so happy that y'all all agreed that y'all would take Zach Levine over Jalen Brown. Oh, for sure. Zach I said Levine's that on Twitter. Players. <laughs> Somebody said Jalen Brown. Who said that? Twitter. No, I I said it on Twitter and and people was just going crazy. Was you it like I mean? was it recent or was it a while ago? Uh, definitely wasn't recent. It, was, it maybe like last year. Oh, you said it early. Just so look at it. Up. Look at it like I've been a big. I've been a Zach Levine guy before he was in the league. You know what I mean? That's so, cool. I mean, look at it at face value. Better score, better efficiency. Jalen Brown's maybe the better defender. No, he is the better defender. It's not the like argument that a lot of people gave is just that he plays with Tatum. That's what they mm-hmm. were saying. Zach and plays with them all. The, no, this is before you oh, played okay, with okay, yeah. okay, okay. I don't understand that, though. No, it's because... In terms of what, Jason Tatum elevating him? Because no, they feel like Jalen Brown would be better if he wasn't under Jason Tatum. Ah, like, if he had his own team, he would be what Zach Levine basically is. I understand. There's not many guys that can be as efficient as Zach. No. Like, even Jalen Brown. I don't Like, in the shots Zach take aren't easy shots. Like, he takes contested shots. Like, he just... He's just so efficient. Like he's a beast. Takes, yeah, he's different. He's a beast. So I, don't, I, don't, I mean, Jalen Brown's, he's great. And his defense is, it's good. It's been a little bit, we're starting to overrate it just a little bit too much. Who's Jalen Brown's? Just a little mm, bit too much. We're starting to overrate agree. his defense. I can't just agree. A bit oh, too you much. just said he's the best freaking Robin in which, the league. Which is why I said I can't agree. <laughs> so he's the not. best Robin in the league. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right I mean, fine, fine. Listen, that's that's strong. I should have definitely used You've better You've been trying wording. to push that agenda for like three weeks, bro. But I should have used better wording. He's the most complete Robin because that's my initial, that's initially what I said. But he's not because I said poor George and you said uh, I was And then right. I agreed. I, uh, shook, I shook your hand. So you're wrong. I am. I admit it. I was wrong there pierre we've been having this debate for a while uh we've had it in the off season this is the last question I- i'll ask you before you uh you go i want you to rank these shooting guards in order zach levine yeah, i was just about to ask y'all this but come uh, on zach levine donovan mitchell devin booker bradley bill am i missing somebody bradley no, that's, bill? but that's the question that's the really the big oh three. so we're just dead levine mitchell <laughs> oh, dude, and book here. Right, well, so we know Bill. At least Bill for me is he's last. four. He's four. He somewhere. might not be four for me. I like SGA, but that's just me being oh. biased. You know what <laughs> okay, saying? okay. So between Zach Donovan and Mitch. Mitchell, rank them one to three. This is gonna break my heart to say. Okay, Devin Booker is number one. What? Are you gonna put Levine last? Number two is Donovan Mitchell. I knew it. <clears throat> I got a question. <laughs> And number three, or, you know, or number two, I think Donovan Mitchell and Zach are like that. But just to answer your question, I guess Zach is three. But I, I think the main thing for me is that Devin Booker as of right now is a superior over both of them. I've been over the last few years. That's strong. Devin Booker over Donovan Mitchell. Motherfuckers, y'all have me di- so I don't disagree. I think Donovan Mitchell can touch Devin Booker in any aspect oh, of yeah. the game. Hold on, Jordan. And the only thing that's holding Zach Levine back is that we haven't seen him in the playoffs. So I'm giving Donovan Mitchell that tad bit of respect 
But for me, they right there. Word. And if Zach Levine do what I know he can do, mm. I, what I know he can do, mm. then Donovan Mitchell counter days as number two. But I I'm have a question for you. But before Riv goes. Oh, yeah, because I'm finna go. Does Donovan Mitchell's <laughs> height have anything to do with it? No, it used to, but not no more. It used okay. to. So you see him was, do some heroic things. Then he was like, nah, the height don't even mean nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, I got to give him his respect. Because to um, me, to me, it does. Like, I see a 6'1 shooting guard. This guy's heightest. I, it's crazy. No, I, I, know, I know that it's weird because I'm short, too. <laughs> um, no, Donovan Mitchell is a great player. And in the playoffs, he... It plays at a superstar level. Yes. But for me, when I'm like, okay, if I want to take one of these guys, <laughs> I think Levine book can give me what Mitchell gives me offensively. And they're like five inches taller. <laughs> like, I think I for just, I think I just right? got to go with those guys. But Mitchell, I would put Mitchell second and I'd put book one. We got, we got to wait till we see what Zach Levine does in the yeah, playoffs. We saw what Devin did. Y'all was not y'all specifically, but a lot of people was talking empty stats. I told motherfuckers for years Stupid. that don't exist. Stupid. That's not and, a real yo, thing. That's and, some and, social media shit. And P, what's crazy is that you saying Devin Booker over Zach Levine. We asked this question earlier in the year on TikTok. Everybody, the majority of people think Levine is one. And I don't understand why, because he hasn't proven it yet. Like I understand people are, people are projecting. This is where but I get involved. D book no. in most of these lists comes last to a lot of people. Yeah, Zach Levine's been one of my favorite players for years now. But um and it don't hurt me to say because I like Devin Booker too. Devin Booker has shown us that that he 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 does what he does. A lot of people talk that playoff shit, and now we have the playoff thing, and Devin Booker checked off all the boxes in his first playoff run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First. That's, yeah. That's, even in a bubble, he was putting them motherfuckers that bum ass. He was tweaking. Team on his he was back. tweaking. Yeah, yeah. That's so and cool. now all I'm saying is we have to wait to see what Zach does. Hey Pee Wee. What's up? <laughs> I mean, uh, that sounds all great and good and dandy and all that. You uh, said Donovan was two. I think I'm the only guy at this table that probably has Donovan at one. I need to understand why do you think, not not only did you think Devin Booker was better, you said superior. I need to understand why you said that. What, what do you think Donovan Mitchell does better than Devin Booker? Well, I think if you, like comparing these three guards, right, I think at this point you're splitting hairs because they're all dynamic offensive players. I disagree. I don't think you're splitting hairs. How you, I how think you they're close in some categories, and then there's things that Devin Booker does tremendously better than Donovan Mitchell. Tremendously better? Yes. His post game's better than his. Post game is better. I think. I his think mid- defensively he's better. I think on the defensive end he's better. His post game is better. So that right, just off of that, you can play him in a lot of different Correct. ways in your offense. Agreed. that Doesn't limit him like Donovan Mitchell. Number two, he's a way better. It's not even close playmaker. Agreed. Way better playmaker, which opens up your game in a pick and roll. Just do, just those two things make him more dynamic. And you can give me the more dynamic player. And in, in any given time, I want the more dynamic player. And when we talk about being stopped, I haven't seen people stop Devin Booker like I've seen teams stop Donovan Mitchell in the past, which is why I used to be have a thing with his height. It ain't been it's been a while since I've seen him get stopped the way he did earlier in those playoff runs. Um, that I felt like it was way more just because of his size, certain passes. It's it's hard for him to be the playmaker that the other guys can be and Zach Levine's potential be because he he is smaller. So if we're blitzing and we're hard heads in a pick and roll, he has to leave his feet to make a pass to the opposite corner to a Bogdanovich. That's a tougher play to make than a Devin Booker. And because Devin Booker has better pace, better size, he's shooting over guys, the 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 turnaround fade. Um 
I'm, I'm going with Devin Booker. Donovan Mitchell is a good basketball player, but I just don't think he can fuck with Don, uh, Devin Booker personally. And another thing, why can't we project that Zach Levine's going to be that guy in the playoffs? Like, wh- why? Because these guys, these guys, because we can project it. Nobody's projecting that Zach Levine is going to be a seven point scorer. Mm-hmm. But these guys have proje- they they went elite. He has you can't I can't project that he's going to have a better playoff run than Devin Booker had last year or, or the shit that Donovan Mitchell did. I know when, what you're when, saying. You know, yep. da- Donovan Mitchell goes to superstar level. For sure. Projecting that Zach Levine is going to go to the, their heights. That's a tough thing to project. It, we, we could project that he's going to be good, mm-hmm. but them motherfuckers was great. Can you can you a thousand percent sure tell me that you're projecting Zach Levine in his first playoff uh, appearance this year. He's going to be at that level that we've seen those two guys. That's fair. fair I don't enough. think you could. Fair enough. So ain't nothing wrong with being, why we have to have all the answers right now in the basketball world. There's nothing fine. There's nothing wrong with just waiting to see. Yep. There's nothing wrong. You know. And if you want to project and make the prediction, go ahead. But also live with the fact that when it don't happen, <laughs> that it was, a, you know, you got you to be bold nah, enough to Levine, say that that shit was Levine, wild. Levine at least has backed it up night in night out that he is right there in the conversation with those guys and that's the conversation the right now for, which is fine a, a 50 40 85 type of player different. gets it, it translates to the playoffs you don't just fall a 50 40 85 translates but, a con- but the conversation gets different when you're talking playoffs because the the playoffs take guards to a different level and another thing that we haven't spoken about. We're all projecting that DeMar is going to be, or we're hoping that DeMar is going to elevate his play in the playoffs. I think he'll like elevate. He, I think so too. Now let's say, God forbid, he doesn't. It's going to be on Levine's shoulders. He's going to have to shoulder. I mean, it's going to be on his shoulders whether DeMar shows up or not. Yes, but it'll be a little bit, it'll be heightened more if DeMar is like DeMar has been in the past, which I don't even think has been that bad, really. I, I think right now we can kind of project Zach Levine's not going to be elite status in the playoffs just because he's been dealing with a lot of nagging injuries. I don't know, bro. He got he got mama mentality. He one he's of those dudes, man. He's a beast. I just I just can't guarantee it. You can I could project that he's gonna be good, but I can't project greatness. I think the Bulls do need to rely on him in the playoffs though. I think he's a he's better suited for the playoffs than DeMar DeRozan. I think that's why I don't think DeMar DeRozan struggles or shortcomings is because he's not a good basketball player. I think playoff basketball it's, 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 it's different. It's it's a lot easier to take away the mid-ranges. And, you know, we've seen teams. You need a three-level score. And, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Zach Levine, is a, to me, is a much more dynamic score. DeMar DeRozan is having a, a hell of a year. But DeMar, uh, DeMar isn't – he don't have the bag that Zach got, man. Zach is a three-level score, can dunk on you. He fade away fucking threes in the clutch. <laughs> He's off ridiculous. the dribble, He's off the crazy. catch. Um, so – so River, and I think those things are just obvious. Yeah, if Demar Derozan ain't scoring the basketball how he usually does, yeah, Zach Levine has to do more. Is did you want to give a rebuttal to the D? Oh no, he, Mitchell thing? I couldn't. I didn't disagree with nothing he said. I ain't gonna lie, he got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Everything is like we, these are the guys because they're younger, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we don't acknowledge Bradley Bill. That's y'all. I'm I'm I don't. I'm not one of those guys that I don't care about what you say. That ain't gonna make me riled up. No, no. Like he's just like because we 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 already kind of know what he is, and we we don't just like these three guys are like so what on other a different guys, level. We feel like did he mention Brad? Is that what he's saying? Why didn't we mention? No, Bill? I would just keep, no. I, I like Paul George. You think he's a two guard? Is Paul George a shoot, is Paul George a shooting guard? I think he plays a tweener. Yeah, but in the playoffs, I don't because he played the five, the four, the three, the last one. year specifically. 
when they were at full health, you know, they brought in Marcus Morris, who yeah. started to be the four that pushed Kawhi to three, PG to two. That's all. So um, who are your best shooting guards in the league then? You're just saying we have to mention Paul George. You want to say? I would, yeah. Paul so where George would you is, put PG? Because I would put him at one if we classify him as two. As guards. of right now, it, one for sure. But my man's uh, put him at one to start the season, and we was clowning him because at Harden seemed like he had this. Oh yeah, separation. <laughs> but Harden at this Paul point George. in time also is. I feel like he's a one. So then Kyrie would I, be a two. I would take Paul George over Kyrie. I would too. I would take just for the all around game. Yeah, fair. Yeah, you have fair, to. You know, fair. you're Jalen yeah, Brown. That's why, you have I, to that's why I'm saying yes, I agree. Pierre, we want to thank you for being for sure, on the man. show and chopping it up with us. It was a great time. We know that uh, it was a little bit too long. <laughs> I messaged you on, on Twitter, and I was like, we usually do like two to three hour shows. Yeah, man, y'all crazy. <laughs> I, I don't even do that for my own damn show, man. <laughs> How, what's the longest hours. you guys have recorded? Uh, It's always been less than two hours, unless we did like a la- live show. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. an eventful show, Vegas, New York type of thing. But we've I don't even think we've ever done like a two hour show full on. And if we do, it's because we talk about non-basketball topics mm. in yeah. the last part. But basketball wise, yeah, we just we keep it short and sweet. And we've been we were um, talking about it. We're thinking about doing hour and a half episodes, but we split it into to two episodes in a week, which makes sense. We still get yeah. the same amount of content out. But now I guess more content out. But. Less topics per show, but we're so still- y'all do one episode, one long episode a week. We do two. We do we record a football episode and then a basketball episode. And look, okay. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like we we try. Like we, I come in here like, yo, bro, let's try to make it two hours and thirty minutes. No, we do. Next try. <laughs> next thing I look at the clock, I'm like, holy shit! Sometimes it's three we argue, hours. we get into it, it get heated, it goes on forty minutes. You know how it go. No, yeah, I that it is a tough thing to do. I'm a person. I talk too much. I feel like sometimes, <laughs> but it is important just because it's like I see people do three hour podcast. I don't watch that shit. <laughs> I don't watch that shit. I, and I'm like, I like the Joe Budden podcast, and I go and his shit be like four hours. I ain't watching that shit as much as I <laughs> like the podcast. But you know, now people are chopping up certain spots, or they putting the timestamps yep. and things like that. So you know what I mean. But yeah, I think definitely. Um, Definitely try to chop it up, you know, is what was what we did. I, I'm not going to tell y'all what to do. Y'all shit was good. Y'all went on here talking no bullshit, so three hours could work. As long as it ain't no bullshit. I just feel like <laughs> some people be on there just talking about random shit and arguing about shit. These were some good conversations. I like them. Uh, um, thank you, bro. A I'm com- not even mad. I'm, what, what y'all about to talk about next? We're going to talk about this week in the NBA, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green, how they've been playing and revisiting the Pacers and Kings trade. Come on, I'm gonna stay. Okay, oh, let's okay, go. okay. Yeah. He really waited to see what was going on. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna just stay. He's real. He scouted the talent. He yeah, said, nah, yeah, these yeah. guys got it. He went these to a scouting report. College basketball hoops fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three pointers then track your results. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, this week in the NBA. So this is basically a segment where we highlight something that happened this past week in the NBA that we think is cool and we just want the audience to, you know, be um, mindful of. So my this week in the NBA, uh, I have two, but I'm just going to mention one because I don't want, you know, I don't want to leave you guys hanging. Thanks. The one is I just want to shout out this rookie class and how they've been playing. I feel like everybody in rookie class, Josh Giddey's been hurt, but you know I'm a huge Josh Giddey guy. Scotty Barnes just had a tremendous night. Caden Jalen, you know they're they're stepping it up right now. Say his name. Um, Jonathan Kaminga no, 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 is no. playing Say well. His name, bro. I don't know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about, bro. Who? Io, bro. Oh, Io. <laughs> okay, yeah. Big facts. And you know we've had segments on this podcast before highlighting the role players like Herb Jones, the Herb Joneses, the Cam Thomases, the, the Trey Mans, the Ios. Mm-hmm. But I just think this rookie class is phenomenal, and I feel like. We're getting to a point where we say this every year because I felt like last year I was saying something similar about the rookie class, but I feel like this one's this deeper. year this one's it, crazy. It's outdoing last year, which is crazy to say. Yeah, because it's like this rookie class, like it's not just talented with star power, but it's so deep with really, really good players. Like, and I, I feel like most of these players went to the right situation, just like you were talking about, P. Like how situation is everything. These players went to the right situation. Like I could, I could imagine Jonathan Kaminga on the Magic. But he's developing far better with Golden State and what they have him doing. We just saw Moses Moody drop 30 the other night. And before the draft, you and I, Riv, were like, Moses Moody is more NBA ready and probably should get minutes over Kaminga right away. Yep. But because Golden State has so many guards, he hasn't had the opportunity. But when he does. But he's a guy that is a plug-and-play player like right away, and he just hasn't had the opportunity yet. So for me, this week in the NBA is really specifically geared towards the Chicago Bulls fans. So shout-out to them. Tough. Shout-out to us. But uh, Alex Crusoe's back. And when he came Thank back, God, you know, man. what Thank we were God. missing was that defense. Because the, the way our defense is structured— we put a lot of pressure on our perimeter guys to stop guys at the perimeter. So Vooch doesn't have to take a lot of that work. And that really has helped us in the beginning of the year when they were healthy. When those guys went down, it really put a lot of pressure on Vooch to become a better rim protector. And at this point in his career, he just can't do that. You know, he's not that good in that. And Tristan Thompson coming in really helped us a little bit. But now Caruso's back. Garland had a tough night between Caruso and Io. He had four steals, 11 points. And he just looked really good and really healthy. So shout out to him. Our defense is coming back. We're getting healthy. And we're getting ready to make that real stretch. When am I getting that apology? I apologize, bro. Yeah? Well, you should I, like you. Get, you should get a lot of apologies because your team didn't resign him. So I do apologize, bro. That hurts. Yeah, that hurts. I definitely do thank you. Though, apologies for Caruso. For that. You're welcome. Thank you. This week in the NBA, we witnessed one of the worst ass beatings <laughs> from the Nets to the 76ers in Wells Fargo Center. James Harden was absolutely miserable, and it was very. It was. It was hard to watch. Three for seventeen. His only shots being three pointers. I, I believe he was three for six, so that's a positive shot. Fifty percent from the from the three point range. However, without Ben Simmons, KD and Kyrie went into Wells Fargo and they absolutely put on a show. And I'm watching the game, and it got to a point where 
I was kind of disgusted watching the 76ers play because it was such a sloppy, ugly type of offense that what they were running. It was basically give the ball to Embiid in the post. If he doesn't get fouled, we're kind of screwed. And then the Nets are going back on offense, and they're actually running a nice, fluid offense. It's Sure, there's a mix of isolation, but there's ball movement involved. They have different pieces touching the basketball. Seth Curry was getting going. He really, he really shined in, in his return to Philly. He had to put on a, a performance, especially in front of his father-in-law and the team that cut him like he was a, a, a sack of shit, truthfully. He played out of his. It was mark. for James Harden, no. Come on, which is fine, but at the same time, <laughs> Dybul was. They in didn't the, give him up for nothing. Dybul was in the conversation. They no, said, they "Nah, we Dibble. need to keep Dybul, right?" Dybul can go. He's getting to a point where I'm looking at him and he's overrated. His offense, really, they looked at Ben like he was the problem because Ben wants to score. He's more. literally Dybul. Ben Simmons and Ty- they're Ex- like the same except guy. Except he has offensive. He what? can do something on the offensive side where he actually can facilitate the basketball. What's Stiebel doing for you offensively except chilling in a corner bro, doing nothing? Bro, He's I'm, cutting. Bro, I'm, I'm going to be honest with Maybe, you, bro. And I'm, even if that, what is he I'm doing? Not, I'm not excited about a guy who sets a screen and gets a handoff to another guy and they hit a three. That's not a great assistant. I'm really, just going to be honest with you. Really, just doing handoff that's, passes that's, now. We're going to... That's not... You're gonna, it's, it's not what he no, does. It's, it's a lot I'm of what glad, he does, I'm bro. glad you're saying that now. I'm glad you're saying that now. You mentioned... Hold on. Give me one sec. Because when Ben comes back... What? And Ben's actually facilitating nicely for KD and Kyrie. They don't even, you don't need to facilitate to KD and Kyrie. That's what's going to happen when he gets incorporated into the offense. Incorporate Ben Simmons into offense, okay. You Am, am I saying anything incorrect here? You Just, have to. Listen, when, when they're rolling out Ben Simmons lineup and he's not taking shots and Kevin Durant and Kyrie are getting double teamed again, I really hope when the pressure's on Ben, he he doesn't fold again. Can you really double team KD and Kyrie in that offense? You can't. Well, you can leave that, off Ben Simmons. I agree with that 100%. But then, let's be real. If if they find a different way to utilize Ben Simmons, as in play him down low. What is Steve Nash? Never mind. All right. I understand what you're saying. Steve Nash is not a great coach. But at the same time, you need you still need to put respect on KD and Kyrie's game and, that, and their knowledge of the game. No, of course. But I watched Ben Simmons not take advantage of Trey Young's mismatches, bro. I, I, I don't see. He was definitely not in the right headspace. I'm not going to disagree with you. He definitely should have been way more aggressive. We'll see, though. Well, you mentioned the Sixers' loss, so you just wanted to mention that. I wanted. To, I thought you was going to no. mention LeBron. Oh, for the 50, the 50 points? Yeah. I, I could have done that, but this was more... LeBron's going to lead the league in scoring. Like That's that's something that I'm looking at, and I do believe. He said it years ago. If I wanted to lead the league in scoring, I could do it. There's not much going on for the Lakers right now. This is what LeBron has to strive for. <laughs> this would be a W for him, and, and you take that. And it's true. If LeBron wanted to lead the league in scoring every single season, he could have. But that's not his game. Okay. Pierre, is there something you saw this week in the NBA that caught your eye? Yeah, man. The scoring outputs. We had 40-plus, like, almost 15 times. LeBron, 56. That was on my B-Day, so shout-out LeBron. Hey, happy birthday to you, bro. Happy birthday. Appreciate it. Uh, Embiid had a 40-pointer. Jokic had 40. Giannis had 40. Middleton had 40. Fox had 40. Julius Randle had 40. Um, somebody else has had 40. Uh, Tatum had 40 yep. again. Clarkson had 40. Uh, it, was, it was crazy. Yo, Clarkson was, did have 40. Last night, right? Yeah, Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah, there you go. Clarkson. It was, it, it's, it's been... It's, uh, Kyrie had 50 against Charlotte. Facts. It was been, yeah. a lot of buckets this past week. Aaron so Fox was, had 40 yesterday, too. Also, that's Clay twice had, for him in a Clay week. Clay had 38, okay. something like that. Clay did have 38 last night. Yeah, a lot of guys. That was another thing. A lot of guys had 38. Clay Ingram had 38. So it's been a lot, a lot of buckets this uh this past week, man. I don't know if that's the most 40 or more point games we've ever had in a week span. 
but I'm waiting for somebody to fact check that. Now, P, Stat L- Muse has to fact check. P, let me ask you a question. Do, do you give these guys the credit for being great offensive players, or does it speak to the level of defense that's played in the NBA? The level of defense. I agree. I agree. <laughs> What's your favorite era of basketball? Uh, the mid-2000s, my era, like Kobe, McGrady, Baron Davis, Steve Francis, mm. Allen Iverson, the, the emergence of point guards not being John Stockton type guys where like we have athletic scoring guards at the point guard position. Gilbert Arenas and then and we had legitimate bucket getters. Um, you know, like guys like Ray Allen, only we, we think of Ray Allen as a specialist, but like when I was growing up, he was an actual bucket getter for uh, Milwaukee and then Seattle. Yep. Uh Steve Francis, you know what I mean? Rashad Darren Lewis. Williams. Early Derrick Rose, Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh with Toronto. Like, like these guys, Mellow, that guys was really out here. <laughs> I'm going to really, let you off really the hook for not saying LeBron. I, I'm just, I'm going to. Uh, but, P, I do have a question. LeBron's who's your, a given, man. Who's, who's your favorite? LeBron is right here. Much love to LeBron, man. I is that him in Miami? Favorite. That's tough. No, that's that's rookie LeBron. Oh, him and the Cavaliers. That's tough, yeah, man. Yeah. That's Kobe? That's the Diesel. Oh, okay, okay. Who's your favorite ball player? Penny Hardaway. Lil Penny. He's your favorite ball player ever. Him and Kobe. Yep. Those are my, my guys. It's tough. I think my favorite had to be Brandon Roy. That's a nice one. Go I like tough. Brandon Roy when he played. Probably he's Steph. he's from that mid-2000s era. Probably yeah. Steph or Paul George for me. That, that's my favorite era of basketball, too. Like, I, I started watching basketball. Um, Kobe's second championship, the second back-to-back when uh, he beat Boston in Game 7. That was, like, my first moment watching basketball, just, like, falling in love with the sport. So, like, my favorite era is between there. It's a shame that LeBron had to had to run most of it. I'll be honest. <laughs> Man, oh my god! I liked it. It was like a shame. as a Knicks fan, I didn't like. I I, I kind of knew like once we got to the playoffs, like, bro. Miami you we be. lost to the Heat every <laughs> single year, bro. Like, yeah, it was uh, every sure. year, Great bro. Times. Four Great one, times. four zero, oh, four ones. Like, Take damn, me back. We win the first game, lose four straight every time. Same way. So you mentioned that LeBron had forty on your birthday. So what date is your birthday? March fifth. He had fifty. That day. Yeah, 56. 56. Wow. 56 is career high. Yeah, happy belated Not birthday, bro. I didn't even no, put the clap track for that. So on to the next topic. Uh, I mentioned some rookies, but now let's go in depth on these two guys. Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green, number one and number two overall picks. They started the season kind of rough. You know, Cade Cunningham was coming from an injury. Uh, he was inefficient. So was Jalen Green. But since the All-Star break, both players have been really great. Cade Cunningham in nine games is averaging 22 points, seven rebounds, six assists, shooting 44% from the field and 30% from three. Jalen Green has played the same amount of games. He's averaging 21 points per game, four rebounds, four assists, shooting 49% from the field and 35% from three. The Rockets are still losing, but the Pistons are five and four in that stretch with wins over Cleveland, Charlotte, Toronto, Atlanta. I know. Boston. Yeah, I, I know, Riv, you're a... Uh, you're a big Cade fan. You've been a big Cade fan for a, for a while. So what have you seen that like has been the switch in Cade and why he's been playing so much better? I'm drooling. I'm just be honest with you. I, I I'm like I'm so excited. Like, like I'm I've been drooling. I've been, what a way I've to been, start a monologue. I've been waiting for this Cade to come out because I know people were bashing on him early in the season. Oh, this guy's not that good. You know, somebody. I think what's his name? He's a Detroit legend. Um, I don't know. He's a bum though. It doesn't really matter. But he said he said I don't think Cade can be the guy. And I'm just like, bro, how can you say that? Of like 30 games, nonetheless. 
Cade's just been more efficient. He looks more confident. He's been the go-to scorer for them. I mean, last game in Boston, on the road, they were damn near putting him to sleep. He, they was putting so much pressure on him because they wanted him to do so much. But he's been that guy for them as a playmaker, as a scorer. The shooting ability is starting to show. The moves, I think like one of his, his, his next progressions is going to be to work on his handles, tighten them up a little bit, and work on go-to moves in the post in one-on-one. But I think nonetheless, like his rookie year, has been nothing short of spectacular. He's been amazing for that team. That leadership is starting to show in the locker room. He's a great leader for them. He's definitely and it's, I'm glad they finally stopped really putting the ball in Killian Hayes' hands. I'm 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 so glad. It's it's time. He's bad at this point. Corey <laughs> Joseph is better than him, and I'm being dead serious. Like it's not even funny. Like no, it I, is funny. And like I think like the next thing like. Cade and shout out to Sadiq Bay too. He's been amazing too. I think those are the two guys. Marvin Bagley's been playing. Pretty yeah, well. he, he has. He's been really he good. So I think next steps should be Jeremy Grant should be gone, and they should really focus on this young core. Kenley Hayes, they should try to release him or something. Um, Jalen Green though, <laughs> I feel like Joel should get most of the credit for this. You know, he hit it right. He hit it right on. He hit the nail right on the head. He said he's gonna have an Anthony Edwards like second year, and it's not the same. Well, I was gonna say, but let's, the progress. You, you can though. see the progression. You can see Jalen Green starting to fully. And for scores, it takes a little bit of time. Like for new scores in the NBA, it takes a little bit of time for that one two to go to get going in the NBA. Now Jalen Green has his one two move. Now everything's starting to set in place. He's starting to become a little bit more efficient. He just needs the bulk up, but nonetheless, the finishing has been better. He's been really good, and I think for that. We got to give these two guys props because these are the two rookies that are really struggling the most early on in the year, and they were the number one and the number two pick. So I think for them being this great right now, like obviously Houston isn't winning, and I like it, it, listen, it's life; they're not that good. But for Detroit, I think this is a good sign in direction. Dwayne Casey is going to be spectacular for them, and both of these rookies should deserve a lot of credit. Cade jumped to number two in the rookie of the year ladder too. He might get one, and he I might. can't wait. He might. I think Scott is going to get that one spot. He's been, play, he, he's been playing great. You're saying Mobley's done? No, Mobley's won right now. Mobley's That's what I'm not saying. done, but I think Scotty's. Tell you what, Cavs have been losing him. some games since Jared Allen. They're eight of them. Yeah. The Hall of Fame Pistons player was Dave Bing. Thank you. Him. He played in the 70s yeah, for them. Care less Shout out to Dave Bing. That was a dumbass <laughs> thing to say, though, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know he said that. And but, especially yeah. with the fact that Cade came into the season hurt. When he first started playing, it was really him getting the rust out. Didn't have a. Uh, a summer league didn't have a training camp didn't have any of that he came in and was very raw so to to try and put out a statement like that before he could really well, he get said that he was he was it. he was he was on a game like he was live talking on a game and he said stupid. that i think in the midst of like he third said, quarter he said he said kate cunningham is an all-star caliber player but not a player you can build a team around that's what he said disgusting yeah take. regardless nobody of, nobody can even know that yet Exactly. It's yeah. it's year one. He's on a Pistons team that's that's not good, really. They it's did. not good. I think they probably have the worst talent in the league. Orlando is worse than them as a team, but I think Orlando has, yeah, a better, Houston, has better young Houston talent. Houston has more talent Houston. than them, too. Yeah, you think so? I think young talent, yeah, I think so. Ooh. I guess you have, yeah, that's close. Bro, they're, they're playing guys like Corey Joseph. I swear to God, bro, it's not entertaining to watch. Saban Lee, he's or really Or the young good. players on the Pistons. You got Cade, you Sadiq have Bay, Sadiq Bay, Marvin Bagley. Kelly Olenek isn't young. Hey, nah, the Pistons ain't got the worst talent. Who got the worst? Uh, you looking okay, up see? Damian Lillard ain't playing. Oh, the Blazers is fucking bro. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, well, they're not good. Yeah. They're not good. Yeah, they I, I like good. Anthony Simons a lot. I actually the looked at the of... roster on two K this morning. No, oh, yesterday morning, they're really bad. Trendon Watford had twenty yesterday. <laughs> right, and I like Trendon at LSU. Yeah, Do y'all I, watch I college t- basketball? Who? 
Rev Duh. is a big college hoops guy. I watch okay. it after Everybody like the season. Look, over. they saying they don't. I, I'm cooked out though. Syracuse my team, so I, I'm cooked out this year. I, I, ain't, I ain't looking too good. How the hell is Syracuse your team? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're from Jersey. MCW. Oh, okay. MCW. And then Tyler Ennis put me really now. I was really like, yep, this is, this is my oh team. Oh, my gosh. I thought Tyler Ennis was going to be that boy. Me too. <laughs> and he failed me again. I, you know, a lot they, of guys have failed me. Tyler I Ennis. used to watch. They, they had a nasty backcourt when he was in high school. Tyler Ennis and Isaiah Briscoe, they was disgusting. I used to watch his Peach Jam highlights. Bro, bro he was so like, bro, him. he failed me. Trayvon Duvall failed me. It's just. So yeah, Trayvon Duvall, <sighs> yeah. I get stressed out sometimes. These guys be failing me, man. A lot of jer- Isaiah right, Briscoe, I thought was going to be better. Me Isaiah too. Briscoe. Me too. Trayvon Duvall shouldn't have went to Duke. He should have went to like Seton Hall. He should have went to like a, a point or Villanova maybe. Like not. Villano- I don't know. Villanova, the, the way they did JQ. Well, the, with Trey, he played defense. So that's why I thought at Villanova, he can be like really good. And he's a point guard. You know what I'm saying? He don't yeah, he, really care for scoring. I'm really shocked that he 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 ain't really. Oh, he should have stayed like a year. He, he should have stayed one more year. Weirdo. For sure. What's your college basketball team? I don't. I don't really have one. When I was younger, I used to uh, attach myself to you know different. T- I liked Arizona growing up. I liked Duke. That was that's just like young. They're nice type shit. Uh, I root for Memphis because Penny coaches them. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have a team. I watch it to see the next wave of talent. Uh, I'm just a basketball guy, so I'd like to see Memphis high school, might win the uh, tournament. The next guys coming in. Really, they turn it around. Memphis might win the conference tournament, Tough. and then they'll get in. And they suck. That's yeah. Hilarious. They play today. They play shortly. I was just about to ask you, what's your opinion on Penny as a coach? Could be better. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's terrible. But I think he could be better. What do you think I about? I think he has uh, one of the most important things, which is like this, this, the swag. I think that's an important thing, definitely, to bring that swag when people talk, throw around that word culture. He swag, he got the swag. He's hip to 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 what it is, and that's why he gets the players. But I do think it's time for him to start doing something with the players. Yep. I know what you so, mean. That's like Dion. Do you think that Amani exactly, Jackson? Exactly. Do you think Amani yeah. Bates is the level of prospect that people hyped him up to be? No. And Penny no, is the one no. that's really de- developing nope. him. That's nope. crazy. Easy. Imani Bates is not what people put him up to be. He's not that good. Baby KD was too yeah, very too, off. Very <laughs> off. I'm not a fan of players who have their their situations controlled. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, like, I, for me, when I look at guys and I'm evaluating prospects at in any level, it's about what you can do when it's not all about you. Mm. Because the NBA is the best of the best. Kevin Durant. LeBron James, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic. These are different names. So how can you, Imani Bates, affect the game if you get drafted and you go to a situation where it ain't all about you? And that's why I do like the things you said earlier about Jalen Brown, because I do think those things are important to be able to play next to a Jason Tatum and still be a complete effective player. Zach Levine to be able to coexist and be able to say, DeMar, come rock with me. Um, in Chicago, Devin Booker to have had success when he was doing a point guard thing, but then to say, Chris Paul, you come and I'll sacrifice my numbers, but I'll still be effective. Those things don't get talked about. And in a high school thing, we look at who's averaging 39 and nobody can guard them. <laughs> but nine times out of 10, those guys come to teams and they're there to kind of coexist or complement a player. And Imani Bates doesn't have complementary yeah. skills. It has to be all about him for him to succeed, and I don't really envision him going to a team. Even now, if he was in this draft class and he was the number one pick, let's just say, you know, I don't think he would be, but let's just make this 
crazy situation. If he goes to the Pistons, he's now there with Kate Cunningham. The Pistons aren't even his team. He goes to the Rockets, he's there with Jalen Green. The NBA is so talented where you have to coexist with somebody and be able to do things other than give me the ball and move. That's just mm-hmm. some high school shit. And I hate that they even are still developing players that way. If if I was developing and, and you know training players, it would be to have a skill set that could go either way, like a Jalen Brown. You know, I think he's a he's a good name to continue to use for wings, where it's like, if you give me the situation and I'm by myself, I'm gonna do my thing. But if I'm playing with somebody else, I still can be effective. And I think that goes to the conversation when you talked about the draft class. I think a lot more people are teaching these kids at the college level that if you want to have, you know, a long career, be a role player. Because 95 percent of the NBA is being a role player. And I think when you look at Quinn Grimes coming in, being effective, you look at uh, Trey Murphy, who hasn't had the best start, but he just recently had an incredible game. Chris Dorte. A lot of guys are coming in, Zaire Williams, and they're being complimentary role players because that's that nine times out of ten, that's what you're going to end up being. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's an excellent point right there. And how, you know, because in college, it's a, I think it holds more value when you see a player play under different roles because then you can project them into the NBA in different ways. Yep. You know, you can mm-hmm. be like, okay, he can, we know he can be a star if we really want him to be that. But he also could be a spot-up shooter or just a lockdown defender. So I think you made a lot of excellent points. I'm actually curious about uh, something about your fandom. You tell me you're a Knicks fan. Yep. You're a Cowboys fan. Yep. Where? And I'm a Chicago White Sox fan. Chicago Fi- White Ooh, Sox you fan. like baseball? Yeah, I love That's my number. That was, that was my best sport when I was, I won't say best. I, was a, I know I what you mean. Really good basketball player, but I love playing baseball. Astros what position fan. did you play? Center field. That is you know that's that cool, man. Yo, I used to play mm-hmm. baseball. You know what that means? I, I got hurt. It was unfortunate, but I used to pitch, play first base, play the outfield. Oh, Who, so oh, I, shit. Yeah, nah. I was I was okay. I was <laughs> nah, all right. Yeah, you was a real baseball player. Right. Don't, man, don't be humble, like, bro. It was nice. First base is tough. Like I, a lot of people don't give first base the credit. First base fact. is tough. And I'm a guy, I played, I really played real baseball. But when, it, when I used to fuck around at first base, I was like, <laughs> no, put well, me in outfit. I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses. <laughs> I want no parts of first base, so I respect you for saying that. Thanks, bro. Appreciate Tell him about that. your home run. Nah, oh, fa- nah, that's that was in, <laughs> that's in like a men's league. I cracked it. It was. It now was I nice will admit run. that was I could not hit for shit. I used to bat like six. Hitting's and hard. Seven. Hitting's hard. I was bro. I was a fielder and I <laughs> so had wait, a crazy if you, arm. If you if you bat late in the, to the lineup, that means you're not that good. If technically, if they have you in the bottom of the lineup, you're not one of the better hitters. Damn, you six and seven. You was yeah. trash. Yeah, so I kind of yeah. got deemed at first base because I was I was a lefty, and when you're lefty, you can't play second, you you can't play short, you can't play third, you really? can't catch. Yeah, it's just the way of the game because the way that your your body moves, mm-hmm. it's more natural for a right handed player to play those positions. Oh, wow, that's interesting. I I am a I am right handed, but growing up, I I loved Derek Jeter, and he was a switch hitter. So I taught myself how to bat left to be a switch hitter. But I, when I taught myself, it was the only I was so happy that I taught myself that it, I only batted left. So after Tough. a few years, I forgot how to bat right. So I, I'm a right handed in the field. But when I bat, it's left because I forgot how to bat right. <laughs> I always respect the people that have that that ability that are right handed, but batted lefty. If I had the chance, I would be a, a left handed hitter for sure. But I would yep. love to have a right handed glove. What are be the benefits of hitting with your left hand? Hitting lefty. It's just a different type of mechanic to your swing to a degree, the way that 
every single time you're playing against a not every single time, but majority of the time you're facing right-handed pitchers. And when you're a lefty, you have that advantage of seeing the ball come in on the you, you understand what I'm it's hard to really describe. It is hard to explain. When yeah. you when you're a right-handed pitcher, you're throwing and you you could see the ball the whole way as a lefty. When you're right-handed, it's really tough to to keep that inside part of the plate. With a left-handed hitter, you can still have that ball come inside and your ability to turn on a baseball. How? When when you're I'll explain it like this because lefty to lefty is a, is a mind fuck for me. Really it is. Because lefty to lefty the ball's coming in on you but could sweep outside. When you when that ball comes in on you, you really have to keep your hands tight and you have to have quicker bat speed. For right-handed hitters facing a right-handed pitcher, they will pound the the fastball inside on you and your bat speed needs to be fast. With a left-handed hitter going against a right-handed pitcher, you don't have to have insane bat speed mm-hmm. because you can just adjust to where the pitch is at. Dang. You understand what I'm saying? Baseball is so it's, hard to it's, it's almost the same thing with basketball. Like left-handed players have a, a – it's hard because a lot of players that are right-handed have a high success rate. But whenever you go – even at, like for us, if we just go to a YMCA, a lot of guys aren't used to guarding a left-handed player. So yeah. it's a little weird. Like, oh, shit, I'm used to sending him here. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's actually a strong hand. So it's just – it's, it's <laughs> awkward. It's a little awkward. For sure. You know what I mean? It was tough to explain, but you did a great job. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So back to the origins of your fandom. So Chicago, New York, and then Mm -hmm. Dallas. How did you choose different cities? Like, what's the origin behind that? Very simple. Uh, I'm Chicago, and that's how I like the White Sox. When I was early in my life, I watched a lot of Bulls games because I live in Chicago, and they would be on TV. But my Nick fandom came from me thinking I was going to the NBA. And when I was mapping out how my life was going to be and where I was going to go, I'm going to be a McDonald's American. I might go to Arizona. I might go to Duke. I might throw a curveball and go to Memphis. Is Derrick Rose going to Memphis and Calipar. I like Calipar. I might throw a curveball. Then I'd be like, mm, I can't go to L.A. as much as I like Kobe because I ain't going to be in his shadow. <laughs> Chicago got Jordan. So what, where is a nice... You know, a place where I can I can I can be seen, but I ain't really nobody's shadow. And it was the Knicks. So that I gravitated towards the Knicks because the Bulls, I don't know. Sometimes when you live in a city, it's hard to be a fan like of the team. Like I, I just I don't know. I Bulls fans I really don't like because I just <laughs> hate how they did Derrick Rose. You yeah. know what I mean? People be acting like he wanted to be injured. That shit kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, so yeah, and then football-wise, my pops was a Cowboys fan because I guess. You know, uh, in the 90s, before I was born, that's when they that's when they became America's team. And so I just w- became a Cowboys fan like that. So I'll tell you what, I do that, like the Bears. I root for the Bears. I hope that they are good. But I'm just more of a Cowboys fan. That's definitely the most unique slash cool way I've ever heard someone say that that's their favorite team. I'm going to go to this team one day. This is where I tri- I'm projecting my life to be. But well, you America. know what? This is the squad I'm going to ride Pierre with. Pierre basically <laughs> said he chose the Knicks because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wanted to be the first. In yeah. A very, yeah. When you played 2K my career, was that the team you always went to? So when I was younger, there was no my career. So oh, it, what, okay. what happened Yo, bro, how is old you would have you? 2K <laughs> college. Huh? How old are you, bro? I'm 27. You like 35. But, no, but I'm just saying, when I was – I was, basketball is, is like a family thing for my family. So I, I basketball been in my life since I can remember. Mm. So when I would play the video game though, there would be no, my team. That's like true. I was playing, I played two K since two K existed. The very first two K we had, 
on Dreamcast and shit. So you would have 2K and you also have College Hoops 2K. Mm-hmm. And you would have to put yourself in the, the College Hoops oh, yeah, roster and import it into 2K. Yeah. And I would the Knicks would have the top pick. You're absolutely right. And that's how I wanted to be a Nick. You never played yeah, 2K11? And they had nobody that would stop me from being the next <laughs> Kobe and Mike. <laughs> you never played 2K11? I feel like you're still. Oh no, yeah, young when, when when that by the time that happened, I I didn't care about going to the Knicks. It was like uh, whoever, how, how high could I go? I understand. What you you're know, that was always my thing. It was like you want to be the first how overall high pick. Can you go because they never let you be the number one overall. Yeah, pick. you can't. Like in the early like two K eleven twelve, you, you can't be number one pick. Twenty thirteen yeah. was the first year yeah, that you could go let, number one. Like you, no matter what, you can average fifty, fifty, and fifty. You're not exactly, going number one, bro. Exactly, bro. I spent hours. Yeah. I spent hours trying to go number one two K thirteen. Like I would save and quit to make sure. Like all right, I can't mess it's, up. They said it's like a cheat. Like like one of the cheats in the game where like it just makes you want to keep playing more because it's something that you can't beat. Interesting. So like the highest mind I ever it. went was uh third. To Washington or fourth, the year that they picked Jan Vesley. Oh, oh, Jan I know you're talking about. Yeah, the white boy with the the, the big fro. Yeah, I took they they picked me in his spot. And that was like the highest I him? had ever been. <laughs> What's his uh, name? Jan Vesley. Why did they pick him? What he wasn't what? a good NBA player. Yo, that was like a key thing in their dis- demise. They had you know <laughs> if they paying that pick, you might have Bradley Beal, him and Wall on some. You know, <laughs> I think he was right before Br- Beal. I could be wrong. Maybe he was after the year. Two thousand eleven pick six. My goodness, Washington's in shambles. Now on to who the got last... picked before him or after him? I look at it, seven. I look it up right now. I think twenty eleven was the Clay Thompson draft. I believe Clay Thompson. Clay went seven, draft. right? No, nah, nah, he went eleven. Oh, 10th oh, or 11th. Okay. Right. So it was Kyrie, uh, Derek Williams, Enos Cantor, Enos Freedom. I thought Derek Williams was Tristan Thompson, Thompson yeah. Jonas Valanciunas, John Vesely. Was that the PG draft? Who's who? No, but well, who's 7, 8, 9, 10? Uh, Bizback Biombo, Brandon Knight, Kemba Walker, Jimmer Fredette, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Clay Thompson was 11. 2011 was Kawhi. Kawhi was 15. Kawhi was after Marcus Morris. They should have picked Kawhi. Traded for George Hill. Yep. Yikes. Man, there's some players that I thought were going to pan out. Uh, Derek Williams was supposed to be the truth, bro. He was supposed to be You know who I thought was going to be good? I thought he was going to be good, but he never played because he was, like, scared of flights. Royce White. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's actually really good. Bro, know. Royce White can hoop, bro. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's he, a shame, he, he has a Draymond game. He, it would have been very nice to see him play. Yeah, I, I wish do it all for. Michael Beasley is always the one when we talk about panning out. Tragic. That's, bro. like, my favorite. He God, was good like, like the start. first two, three he seasons was. in his career. I don't know what happened after that. He just kind of like fell off. Y'all yeah. ever been in Miami? Of course. I have. Yep. That's it. That tells you everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was All 18. Right. All right. All right. Second overall pick, South Beach. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I would have been a bust too. Bro, that <laughs> is right. hilarious. On to the last uh, topic of the show the Pacers and Kings, uh, they'd made a trade earlier in the season before the trade deadline. It was DeMontis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, and a 2023 second-round pick for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Trishan Thompson. Since that trade, the Pacers have a better record than the Kings. Granted, Sabonis hasn't played two games, but with Sabonis, they're 4-7. The Pacers are 4-8. and eight. Now, at the time, the trade got a lot of backlash because, I mean, we all thought it wasn't a very... It was a very short-sighted move. It wasn't good for their future plans. But looking back at it just a couple weeks later, you could even say a month later, what are your thoughts on this trade? Again, just revisiting it 
Do you think uh, the Kings look even worse now because their record is the same as a rebuilding Pacers team? Uh, I'll start with you, Rift. Um, well, I don't, I don't. I think De'Aaron Fox has looked really good. You know, I think so. That's that's a start. I think he's averaged twenty nine, four and seven yeah, since the trade. I guess like trading Halliburton, you kind of gave Fox the idea. Like, no, we're gonna ride with you. And Fox was like, all right, thank you. Like, now let me step my game up. But the thing about the trade was, I, I felt like trading for a big man who isn't a great floor spacer, who isn't a great rim protector, trading him for trading away a point guard with that type of ability for a player like that who's probably going to be what he's going to be. I, I thought that was a short-sighted move. I don't think I don't think like this trade was going to make them any better, especially not right now. I, I don't think I never thought the Kings were going to be good and Sabonis isn't somebody who was going to ever move me. I mean, they have good players. You know, Harrison Barnes, he's a good player, but I think he can be like they should trade him to a playoff team maybe get another pick. But nonetheless, you know, De'Aaron Fox has looked really good. Uh Davion Mitchell, he's he is what he's going to be. He's still a good player. You know, Harrison Barnes, he's good. Sabonis, it's like, I don't really, I don't see much. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sabonis is what he's going to be. I don't, he he has his limitations. He has his bright spots. But he's a 6'11 big that can barely move. He can't guard the perimeter. And he doesn't space the floor. So it's like, where where does he, he fit shoot. in the NBA? He's shooting 20% from three. Since yeah, not great. That's not <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. He can shoot. He has shot. He's not. He's he's like in the the new bigs coming in. Like these bigs are versatile. They can do multiple things. They can defend the perimeter and defend the paint. Sabonis isn't that. He's an old big that should have been in the nineties. I'm sorry or early two thousands. Don't be sorry. Yeah, speaking, well, don't apologize for speaking facts. With the Pacers, they just they were never really good, and they've been banged up. Tyrese Halliburton, I feel like the next the next year is going to be where we can really see from him. But he's been great also, and I think this is the perfect spot for him. But I don't think this trade, like these two teams being as bad as they are, they were bad before the trade. This trade had players that wouldn't make them any better. So I don't think they should be. They should just look at their players and evaluate their players in this situation. And Fox has been great. Halliburton has been great. Sabonis is what he is. I'm glad that we changed the topic because originally it was supposed to be like, is this the worst trade we've seen in the past 20 years? Because this trade, sure, it's not great, but I can still name you a few trades. Name that, me one. The Celtics-Nets trade. That's arguably the worst trade in well, history so, of sports. Though? Wait, which, for which team? Because in the Celtics land, Jalen Brown They got three first, first oh, excuse me, three the Nets bounced back picks. from that quickly, though. Quickly to a degree. They made the playoffs. How many no years picks. later? And even like still, three. any when they were good, it was too late because the Celtics had already used all their picks on like, I think it was one to three. How many years in a row? But three years making the playoffs three years after that trade is, is the kind Kings of are in like a twelve year, fifteen year drought. Agreed. But the point being is when the Nets were bad was when they needed to be good for those picks to not mean anything, and they ended up giving the Celtics, who were already a decent team at the time. Great draft capital. That's true. That's true. I, I can give you that. I can give you that. So now just talking about the trade as a whole. It's unfortunate that it's turned out this way because the Kings have definitely <laughs> not been anywhere near of what they wanted to do by by making yeah. this trade. You know what? I I understand. I, I deserve some laughter here. The These King, are both the your Kings. teams you thought would get in the plan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like <laughs> Indiana, it's unfortunate. They were hurt and they were never able to recover. And that's just a matter of the fact. Of the year. They're horrible. They just blew it They're up. horrible. They're horrible. And now you look at the coach Kings. of the year. Yeah, oh, that he was, said Rick Carlisle would be coach was, of the year. I was trying to make some. I was trying to spew a hot take. I'm not gonna lie. That's what I'm being honest. You, you guys went safe route. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna throw a little spice in but here. Did you add? Okay, you tried I, to add. I, 
I respect it then. Thank you. I, no, I, no, 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 no. He's he he lying to you. No, he was dead serious about the. You were dead serious about that take. Yeah, it wasn't a hot take. You said it, and then you 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 gave us actual evidence for why you felt like that was gonna happen. How else are you supposed to defend a hot take? You need evidence. How do you even come up with that evidence? You just gotta try. Listen, when you're me and you're trying to say something like that, you gotta you gotta figure it out. Crazy. It didn't work out. It is what it is. I I live with it. It it it's done. Now you want to look at the Kings, another team. They've just been underwhelming. De'Aaron Fox struggled early in the season, but now since the Halliburton trade, he's really turned it up. Even before that, a few I think it was like the last seven games before yeah. the Halliburton trade, De'Aaron Fox was really doing his thing. But you mentioned it, how it took Halliburton leaving for him to really get going. That is not something I like to hear, truthfully. I understand that their roles were hard to to accept, or not accept, but really... It was hard for them to coexist. Correct. But that shouldn't have been a problem. I would rather you have the talent, you you guys write it out together. You have Halliburton, you have De'Aaron Fox. Marvin Bagley was it, it's just tragic that he never was able to pan out. They they drafted Bagley to be what they got in Sabonis. You understand what I'm trying to say there? Okay. What they were hoping that so what Bagley would be is what Sabonis is. So that's why they felt like actually probably they, even better. He's a number definitely two number pick? two overall pick. So. Going into the season, that was my outlook. But now you go and you bring in this, you bring in Sabonis to a team that was already struggling. Sabonis, who is a good ball player, uh, all-star caliber basketball player, it just wasn't going to move the needle for you mid-season in a conference already. That what was what was your best option here to make the play-in to 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 put yourself on that in that level of of basketball play where you probably are going to get sent home in the first round just for to be televised for the play-in, that really would have been your ceiling. So looking at it in this sense, it's tough to to really gauge. But on the Pacers' side, Tyrese Halliburton is, is an exciting young ball player. And and it's for a team that's rebuilding, he is a great piece for you to have to be around that, cor- that, that cornerstone piece for you to be your franchise-setting ball player, I guess. I think a lineup of Halliburton, Brogdon, Heal, Jabari Smith Jr., Miles Turner sounds cool. And Brogdon, man, don't what? sleep. He's mid. He's not mid. He's dead mid. I don't know. I don't think you understand the word mid. I think if there's 15 point guards better than you, you're mid. There's just a lot of guard talent in the league. It might be like 18 if everybody's healthy. I, I, I think promise you're sleeping you. on Brogdon. I'm not sleep. I'm up. He's mid. He's not mid. <laughs> he's he's mid, bro. I don't think so, man. <laughs> you know, this trade was, um, at the time, I was very critical of it. And we had a segment, and I, I told you guys, the Sabonis and Fox duo isn't even top 10 in the West. Like, I can name 10 teams that have better duos. I could probably even go a little bit further. Can you do it just off the top? Oh, LeBron. Let's just go by the conference. Okay. Clippers. Like, one through, one through 15. All right. Well, CP3 and D-Book. Easy. Curry and Draymond. Easy. John Moran and Jaron Jackson. Okay. John Moran and whoever. Um, four is Denver, I believe. Well, Jokic Utah. and whoever. Or Utah. Mitchell and Gobert. Denver. Jokic and whoever, uh, Dallas. six Dallas Luca and whoever. I don't care. Luke and Brunson. It can be Luca and Dinwiddie. It's because Luca's the best player and Jokic is the best. Luca and Brunson. But we're talking duo. Minnesota, Cat right and Dealer or Cat and Edwards. It doesn't matter who. Clippers, Kawhi and PG when healthy. That's mm-hmm. obvious. LeBron and AD, the Lakers. Zion and P- Brandon Ingram. Yeah, or even Ingram and CJ McCollum. Like I will take them over them. Um, then we look at the Spurs. The Spurs are a little bit tough. I don't, I, I, they, they don't have a better. Yeah, deal. I don't know. They don't have a duo. So it's but like, that's really it. I, I would honestly, bro, if I'm projecting, SGA and Josh Giddy are over them. SGA alone, 
I don't hate that. That's how I look at it. Getting needs to work on his offense, but I don't hate it. But th- that's why, like, and for a team that was trying to make the play, and I was just like, it's a short-sighted move. I, I did like the DiVincenzo uh, trade. Mm-hmm. It was it was okay, but they're just stuck. Like, it's it's unfortunate because the Kings kind of had to make a win-now move just to kind of give the fan base some excitement. But the Pacers are in a far better position. Halliburton was great when Fox wasn't on the court, and he was even playing efficient with him. I feel like with those players, you have to give them time to coexist with each other. It doesn't happen instantly. And I don't think Alvin Gentry is the right coach for them either. You know, if I was if I was uh, Sacramento, I would have got like a Kenny Atkinson to, you know, come in and really get their roles figured out. But you look at the Indiana Pacers, like Halliburton is averaging 20 and 9 basically there. Jalen Smith is averaging 13 and 8 since getting traded to Indiana. Those were two players that Phoenix passed up on Halle Burton to draft Jalen Smith. I thought that was a mistake. Now they're playing together. It's really ironic. And Isaiah Jackson is somebody who's been really playing well as of recently. He's been getting minutes, and he's somebody that was raw out of college, a defensive player, very athletic, but really didn't have much there at the time. And now he's really benefiting from Halle Burton because I think Malcolm Brogdon is more of a two-guard. He can facilitate, yeah, there's no doubt, but I think – Playing the two is much more of his role. And Halliburton is a true point guard. For sure. And I think the Pacers lucked into him because, I mean, yeah, you traded him for an all-star caliber player in Sabonis, but Sabonis is in that Julius Randle tier. Like, he can be the best player on a playoff team, sure, maybe, but you're not going to go very far, and you're going to realize very quickly that he's not the answer to any of your problems. Pee Wee? Y'all said a lot of factual shit, man. Uh, <laughs> are you trying to defend gotta, the Kings right now? Say that again. Are you are you trying to think of something to defend the Kings? Is that why you're oh, saying? Oh hell that? no! Okay. I think you got to move the Kings, move the Kings to Seattle, uh, Vegas. It's time to just rewrap that. And the De'Aaron Fox thing is, I, I hated the trade because why? Why would you invest in De'Aaron Fox if 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 he couldn't play next to Halliburton, I wouldn't want him. That's fact. Because the Halliburton didn't do anything wrong. He was he was good with or without De'Aaron Fox, I felt like. And now <laughs> we're seeing mm-hmm. Fox start back playing better. But the thing about Fox is he's playing better without Halliburton, but he's not elite. So yeah. it's like I don't want a guy who's elite with the basketball but can't play without the basketball because now we just, we just have to settle for being all right. And all right has been terrible for the Kings. I agree with y'all with this bonus thing. Um he, he does fall in that Julius Randle category, not as bad. Because when Julius Randle has his low moments, they are extremely, low. extremely low. But yep. Sabonis doesn't stretch the floor. He doesn't protect the rim. He's not a live threat. So it's just, uh, I don't know. And then Halliburton is Halliburton is dynamic, man. Because now, going forward with the Pacers, you can play him in a lot of different ways. He can coexist with a Brogdon. If you get a Jaden Ivey and not a Jabari Smith, he can play with him. Mm. Um He's making everybody better. They have a trade chip with Buddy Hill now in the offseason that I feel like Sacramento dropped the ball. Sacramento had pieces to get a, a, a nice lot of young team. They had they could have traded Fox, Hield, Harrison Barnes, y'all mentioned. Uh, and if you traded all of them, now Rashawn Holmes is probably available. So I yeah, I'm 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 not a fan of what Sacramento is doing. I like what the Pacers are are, are doing. I can't wait to see where they land in the draft because it's a lot of different prospects that I think could go in there and help them out and complement what they do. I think the uh underrated move was the Jalen Smith, though. Uh I know a lot of attention went to Halliburton, but that was a really, really good pickup for them. And um 
they still have Miles Turner to trade and Brockton if if they want to in offseason. So they doing the right things, man. Would you move yeah. off Miles Turner? No, because I have Hall. I like him with Hall. It, it depends on where I am in the draft. If I'm if I'm top three and Fair. I get Chet, Jabari, Paolo, that may make me reconsider. Uh, and it also depends on what I'm getting back. How much do teams view you know Miles Turner? But I think teams view him highly. So you know, fuck so, it, why not? So <laughs> hypothetically speaking, you have the number one pick. You are the poverty stricken Indiana Pacers. Who do you take at number one? I'm taking Chet Holmgren. So then you don't trading. think he's. I don't think he's the number. He's not my favorite. But for the Pacers specifically, I would take him. So then you're trading Miles. Yes. Who's your favorite we, we, in the we, draft? We back in, we back in the mix that fast. We got <laughs> Halliburton. We got Dorte. We got uh, Buddy Hill. Yeah, my Hill, pace, we my probably Pacers trade. taking me right next season. I'm doubling down. <laughs> Halliburton and Chet together. That's 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 nice, man. That's Who, nice. Who's your uh, number one prospect in the draft? Um, I think it just is dependent on who has number one. But I like Jabari Smith just because I I, I liked him. And I called it before um, I did like a video on my YouTube about the uh, incoming prospects before the season started. And I have a clip where I was saying that Jabari Smith Jr. is a person nobody talking about that I think could compete with Chet and Paolo for the number one pick. So every time I, I see him climbing up, I just retweet that video, put it right back <laughs> on the group, 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 group. So I, I like I like Jabari's guy. I like all three of their games, though. I like what Chet can do uh, on the defensive side. I like Jabari's offensive upside. And I think. Uh, Paulo can be scary. It just really depends on who has I like, the picks where. If I had like, so like Detroit gets one, I think Paolo, Paolo yes. should go to with K. Would be I nice. think that pick and roll would be like that would really be crazy. In, like because he's his skill set. He has the best skill set out of all three of them. I think, sure. and his pick and pop game and pick and roll game is ridiculous. So I think him with yeah. Cade would just set up so much for everybody else. Like you said, it really depends like on what team gets one. Mm-hmm. And if one team, like the way the league is set up right now, the way last year's draft is, I think everybody's going to pick situationally and everybody's going to go to the right spot. Yeah, I think the so Pistons, too. The Pistons got a nice core, man. The Pistons, got, they shaping up to have they just some suck. Like if you get Paulo with Cade and you have Sadiq, you know, to, <laughs> he's a good role player. So you got Hami. Hami really has been playing. He's like still Hami, young. Yeah. Are you I out like him. on Killian Hayes? Am I out as far as what? Um, <laughs> him being a, a a basketball player in terms of him being good. A starter. Sure. Yes, I'm out as a starter. <laughs> what okay. is the one is he? Damn. He's a right. I guess he come off. The if bench. you can't play over Corey Joseph, what? where is your place in there? Well, he can't play over Corey Joseph right now. Who is to say three years from now he can't be a nice rotation? He's in year player. three or two right now. Yeah, he's in year two. He's in year two. And he's and behind. His year one. His year one. He's he's damn near in year one again. That year. That's his true. year one was so bad. He's still a rookie. He's me. behind. Like he's behind the lot. He's very like, yeah, behind. He's something. So you you got to hope that he could just be a rotational player at this point. Because I mean, I think starting. I think at this point, know, saying man. he plays defense isn't even saving him anymore. Listen, I, I was taking that dude in my parlays, and he was he was not. He wasn't giving me four and a half points. Hopefully, <laughs> you, you weren't taking his unders. No, not at the beginning of the year. Hell no! <laughs> I thought at the beginning of the year, I thought Killian Hayes could get me six points. Nobody here is going to convince <laughs> you. Right. The of the year, they thought Killian Hayes couldn't get them six points. Yeah, no, you're right. Six now, points. It, is it's crazy. A, it's funny because something I do that always makes me laugh is I go on I go on Twitter and I search up certain players' names. Killian Hayes is one of those guys that I searched up his name. I was surprised and shocked to see how many Pistons Supporters. fans are still all the way in on Killian. I mean, maybe I'm just not fair enough, but I was out on Killian when 
this past summer league, yep. when you're in your second year and I see you yes. struggle against that competition. Yes. Once I see you, I'm like, bro, like he's one of the worst players on the court. He's in his second year. You can talk about the injuries all you want, but like these aren't even NBA players and he's struggling. He's a European player too. Like we made this take. We we're, we made this take like, yo, is Killian Hayes like a bust? Is it fair to say like he's trending towards being a bust? And a lot of people gave us pushback for it because, you know, it is very early in his career. But at the same time, like all the signs point to <laughs> him being that. He's not. Yeah, a- they do. But it, he is so young. It is so early that I'm like, man, you know, I've seen we've seen crazier shit happen. So I fully in you saying the Pistons fans are fully bought in. That's crazy. But to to hope that he would be some type of rotational piece ain't super crazy. But the starting guard spot is locked up. They going it's Kay Cunningham or whoever can compliment Kay Cunningham the best, and that ain't killing Hayes, so he can kiss that goodbye. As a fellow Knicks fan, I have to ask you this question: How long was it until you were out on Kevin Knox and Frank Nilakina? Uh, quick. <laughs> Me too. When you when you say in on it, it's like can they reach their full potential? I would say quick. Yeah, I was, Knox I with the those are two pick picks overall. that I was kind of just like Knox was cool, the ninth. We got him, but I. I wasn't doing backflips over him, so yeah, I didn't no, hurt Knox me. was a bad pick. Knox was the ninth or I thought eighth he was early for some eighth. reason. He was eighth. eighth? He was no, Milikina was eighth. Oh. Knox was seven then. Seven or eight. No, because the Bulls got seven back to back, so Knox was eight. Yeah. We picked Kobe that year, I think. Was it Kobe? Man. Oh, Wendell, Wendell. Oh, my God. I wanted Great MP. pick. I was, at, I was at work. I used to work at UPS. I was, unlo- was, I was unloading boxes out the truck. I was slaving. The Knicks... The pick was on a clock. <laughs> My manager comes to me because we were both like, he was a huge basketball fan. We used to talk hoops all the time. He's like, bro, you guys got the ninth pick. And I was, I was keeping up with the draft. I knew MPJ was slipping. Yep. I was like, mm-hmm. please, please take <laughs> MPJ. I was doing jumping jacks in the truck already. I was like, <laughs> yes, we got MPJ. Once they said it was Kevin Knox, I, I almost broke it down in tears. I, I I'm going to be honest. Same. There, was, was, MPJ too, there was a lot of concern on his back, though. I would have took the risk. Yeah, I wanted too. MPJ. I wanted MPJ. We you, picked you Wendell, know, You want to know why I would have taken the risk? Because this was my logic. That year, KP was going to miss the entire year anyway because he was just coming off his ACL injury. Yep. MPJ could have sat the entire year with KP. We could have gotten a top three pick. Another one. We could have, <laughs> yeah. you know, whoever it would have been. It would have been RJ, Jaws, Zion, whoever it would have been. And then we would have had a legit core. No, I think that was the draft for Trey and Luca, and then we're in the draft. Mm-hmm. So You're correct. We we I was like, bro, I want Luca and KP to be teammates so bad. Like yeah. I was on that bandwagon so so much, but no, we took Kevin Knox, and you know, Pee Wee. Let me. I want MPJ too, man. I want MPJ. We, um, I got a cousin that plays for the Bucks, Javon Carter. So he had a draft party that night, and you were saying you want MPJ on the Bulls. They signed to the same agency, so everybody at the draft party was hoping that MPJ. They would take the risk on him for the Bulls. And I was in that motherfucker like, yes, he's going to go to the Knicks. <laughs> I, I won't even lie. I wasn't too mad at the Kevin Knox because I didn't think Kevin. I thought Kevin Knox at best would be solid. You know what I'm saying? I thought mm-hmm. he was going to be all right. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. wait, The Javon- Knicks draft better late than they yeah. do early. So Javon Carter is your cousin? Yes. Like blood, blood. Yes. That's, that's like, lit. That's actually really lit. I remember like, Jay, I watched a lot of Javon Carter in West shit. Virginia. I watched a lot of him there. They, they was playing full yeah. court defense for every game, forty minutes. 
West Virginia was tough, man. That's that's uh, Deuce McBride style too. Yeah, that's Bob Duggins. Yeah. They play full court defense Bob, all Bob game. Bob Huggins, right? Huggins, yeah. Shout, like, out to, shout out to Bob, man. Yes, sir. Hey, let me ask you a question real quick. Uh, while we're not we're not on the topic, but uh, who's who's your pick to come out the West and the East this year? Uh, it's real situational for the East because it, the the Nets are just so dependent on so much shit. Ben Simmons <laughs> and he's not playing one on one, and his back and Kyrie and the mandate. Uh, now that the fact that they have to do the uphill battle, it kind of concerns me. But I, I, I'm gonna go Miami. But I, I like the Bucks a lot. I think the Bucks are the Bucks ain't people. I was just doing a show with uh Channing Tatum, uh Channing Fry, not yeah, Tatum. I'm sorry, Channing Fry. <laughs> and um, he was saying that people are just bored to border the Bucks, and I think he may be right. The Bucks are. The Bucks are the Bucks. So I mean, it's hard not to go against them. But I, I like the Heat, man. I'm gonna stick with my Heat. And in the West? As y'all called it, my heat. Yeah, they the are West, your heat. No doubt about it. The West, um, again, dependent. We got to see Draymond. Um, I'll go Phoenix. Phoenix has been the best team. Let's go Phoenix. Your guy. I hate taking the two number one seeds, but. Over Golden State? I got to see Draymond, man. I got to see Draymond. <laughs> I, at the beginning of the season, I did. I, when I was watching them and they mm-hmm. were at full strength, I was like, before Clay came. I was like, oh man, this team is. I cannot believe that <laughs> nah, the Warriors are just fucking good. Yeah, man. crazy. What's crazy about the Warriors is that not only do they have the established stars like Steph, Draymond, and Clay, but you have the up and coming ones now in Jordan Poole, Kaminga, Moses Moody, and James Wiseman, even to where when they get old, these players are going to put them on their back and they're going to still be contending. Oh, Steph. Competing. I don't know. I don't know about all that now. <laughs> I, I, I like Moses Moody. I got. All the receipts and tweets about saying that I, I the no way that he doesn't be a warrior, but I don't know if that he's like that where they gonna recycle into contention. I They're think Kaminga is not nah, Kaminga's like that. Kaminga, I think Kaminga is. I don't know if he's carrying them to be in a, a contention yeah, cycle. I don't think they need to. I don't think he needs to carry because if Kaminga becomes an all star, Steph and Clay are still gonna be at worst three point shooters. Whatever, like they're still going to be those type of players. Even them and they prime though is not a given that they are like. That is true. You know what I mean? We ain't writing. We ain't writing the Warriors in. Well, you ain't. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Jordan Poole though. They did last night I, was yeah, the first night they ran the Steph Poole Clay starting lineup. Really, Poole and Clay at thirty. Tough because they're overcommitting to Steph, so they put mm. two shooters next to Man Wiggins and Looney. No, how much I hate Looney, but they started them five. And <laughs> Looney is the oldest, youngest motherfucker I've ever seen, man. <laughs> he's like 25, 26 years yes, old. He's, he's still, younger than me. Yeah, he's but still he young. older. Kerr finally took my advice and started pool. But he didn't drop clay. So, <laughs> so he took a little Damn, bit of Damn, you were saying drop clay? Oh, my God. I'm about to close my laptop. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> this was my reasoning. And it wasn't even a take. I, I've, like, clarified myself. But, you know, Cl- Clutch Points posted a clip of our podcast. He set you up. With no context, Draymond up. Green commented on it and basically said some harsh words about me. <laughs> it's whatever. So Shout out the clutch points. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I was watching a Warriors game, and you know Jordan Poole was in the starting lineup. He does, he did what he does, and I was like, you know, is it out of the realm of possibility that he can start over Clay, <laughs> and Clay can be one of the best six men in the NBA? Yeah, you wild, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just Clay for Thompson. cultural reasons and what Facts. he represents, they wouldn't even do that. They wouldn't yeah, think he'll never about be. It. He'll never be a bench player. He it's, told they told Poole at the beginning of the season, "You're not going to start when Clay gets back." Like, Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr even said it like right when Clay was ready to come back, he was like, "We're not going to tinker with anything. Like he's going to start day one." Yep, you got it. And Jordan Poole is better suited as a six man. He is. He has that Jordan Clarkson blood mm-hmm. type where they. It ain't a shot them dudes don't like. Man. <laughs> they would shoot with one hand tied behind their back if they could. Yeah, Jordan. Now, against the great. Nuggets, he went insane. Fuck it. So this is going to do it for episode 162 yes, of the Pick Aside podcast. Want to give a Come shout on. out you to Pierre P. We the plug. Thank you for being on the show, bro. It really means a lot to us. And we're glad you stayed the entire way. No, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Y'all got a dope show. I Thank enjoy you, I enjoy my stay. This is definitely something uh, I'm going to try to tune into it be, when you do y'all fall into this this thing like because y'all have your own podcast y'all don't watch as many other podcasts because you spend so much time doing your shit nah he's he's speaking facts it's it's so tough for me to sit down and watch others when i'm here what, what how long is this almost two, two and a half and 17 minutes that's draining in and of itself you know what i'm saying to sit down and watch another like I watch the small clips, but the yeah. full length thing—that's tough. I watch clips like now that they put the clips or have the little time mm-hmm. stamp. I watch what I, like what intrigues me, but I ain't gonna watch no full episode. Yeah, it's tough, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do my best to make sure I'm tuning in and Thanks, supporting buddy. y'all. And this is definitely some dope shit. I like the conversation. I don't. I, I be nervous to do shit because I I be waiting on that questionable statement, <laughs> questionable you know narrative. Somebody putting y'all that didn't happen once today. Um, even when it was disagreements, you know, it was it was it was good disagreement. Ain't nobody had no temper tantrum or no shit like that. So <laughs> you called us out uh, a good day, thank God. That's all I asked for, man. I just asked for progressive basketball talk. I prefer to disagree as long as we, you know, two Keep sides respect, are yep. making are making facts. And it's pick a side. I guess that's what y'all standing and live by. That's the so brand. You know what's killing it, man. What you mentioned about the podcasting is true. I will say, like, what I tune into are like Things that can help out the show. Facts. Like, for example, if J.J. Reddick's on with, like, Draymond Green, like, that's a... I have to watch that. Like, I, I don't count him, though. J.J. Reddick? that's like an interview. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we always going to make time to get in the, the perspective of a player. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, when you see The Ringer and Bill Simmons and them just casually talking about what they think about the Western Conference race. Yeah. Bill Simmons has Are too you, many bad takes for me. I don't... Uh, I, yeah, I feel you on that too. But anybody, it, that's just the first thing that came to my mind. Anybody that, you know, because there's so many podcasts, it's like Jalen and Jacoby. As much as I like them, I just don't, I don't have time to casually be listening to all of these podcasts that are yeah. in the world. So, and then on top of that, you're trying to also, you know, create your own perspective. And, and cause it's a, it, you know, it, it is a thing of hearing somebody else make some shit. And you might think about like, man, that was a good ass point. But if you don't hear what nobody else got to think, and all you got is your own brain and shit. You come up, you know, so I try to make sure my, my basketball takes ain't diluted or anything. Yeah, I mean, that's um, exactly what I do, because like what you just mentioned, when you have a show and you're trying to make a take, you don't want to tune into everybody else because you don't want their opinions to become your own. Facts. Big you fact. know, so like for me, I try to I try to support as much as I can, but I also want to keep my own perspective and point of view. Pee-wee, yep. last question. Someone had mentioned to us that you had shouted us out or something along those lines. You mentioned our podcast. We tried to find the statement of you shouting us out, but we never could find it. Could you find it or no? I couldn't find it. Do you remember off the top of your head? If you don't, it is what it is. Do you remember what? I do what? not. I Interesting. Do not. Interesting. I do not. I did shout it out, but I do not, man. 
we do so because we do so many episodes i don't remember no i i don't remember i tell drew this all the time i don't remember the episode after i leave like yeah yeah, i I don't remember you know what i mean like what i'm saying jabari smith is gonna potentially be in the number one talk and i'm gonna remember that but i can't say all that so there's been times when people send me a take and i'm like i don't remember saying that like there's just i just don't remember and i'll be like well you got me but it is what it is um, it's a YouTube channel who makes these clips of us now. His name is like Through the Wire Clips, and he takes all of this old footage and all. This, and it's so many episodes he done made, and I'm like, I forgot I even said that. I, was saying, <laughs> I, I said some shit like Ben Simmons could be MVP in his second year. Like that was like, you got to stand that on that, so bro. Rare. You got to stand on so, that. To piggyback off that question, do you like remember where you found us? I don't even know. I don't know. I th- <laughs> it may have been something in passing, though. Y'all may you, somebody may have showed some love, said something. And like, I, I just show love to who show love to us. So it, sure. it, it ain't never anything crazy or deep. But um, I, and I do a lot of shout outs. That's also another thing. Like I, I shout I try to like like y'all was doing when y'all shouted out the people who were supporting y'all. When somebody has a birthday and they hit me up like, yo, it's my birthday. If I can remember. I try to shout out because yeah, people who support you are, you know, are are big. They're the reason you have a platform. So um I, I don't even remember, bro. I I did shout it out, but I shout out a lot of podcasts too, because a lot of people have had me on, a lot of people ask for advice. So I just try to shout out because for me, I don't think it's no competition. I want everybody to succeed. It's a it's lot a of fact. room for everybody. Sure. Y'all doing your own original thing. So like I said, anytime I can support and, and bring attention, uh, I try to do that. As long as it's worthy. Some people be in the early stages. Like a lot of people hit me up and be like, you come on my first episode. And it's like, you should learn, you know, get some experience first, because then you're just going to waste, you know, waste a feature or uh, appearance on your the first episode you ever do on anything is nine out of ten is going to be garbage. That's yeah. facts. That's facts. So. But yeah, um, I but don't we know. Appre- some, we appreciate can, it. Somebody will know. Somebody will find it. Yeah, we appreciate it. And if if wherever in Chicago, we got a hoop or something, bro. Max, y'all y'all don't y'all don't fucking hoop. <laughs> Come on, I don't like that. You can't judge that off off just looking at us. We 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 could. We I ain't judging off looks. I'm judging off the takes. <laughs> 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 Come on, man. Donovan Mitchell over Devin Booker. A basketball player is taking Devin Booker. Listen, man. I just like Jalen Brown more complete than Kyrie. <laughs> yes, I'm standing on that. That's a non-basketball. That's a that's something nah. a baseball player would say. Yo, come on now. <laughs> he is more complete. Oh, he is. Okay. You know what complete. I? Yeah. You know what I am going to tune in with y'all. The the football one. Tough. I, I'm gonna watch the football one. Tough. Yeah. I don't listen to nothing football or anything football, but I do like and enjoy football. Um, that's my third sport. Like I know the least about football versus baseball and basketball. So I'm gonna check the football shit out. Who y'all teams is? I'm a New York Jets fan. Thank of God, course, right. I'm a Broncos fan. Shout out! It's I'm, been a great I'm a, week. Uh, I'm an Eagles fan. Oh wow, we got beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my boys, man. We ain't got no beef okay. though. I don't I beef. It. I have I not won it. a playoff game in that long. It's no beef here. That's crazy. A Bronco <laughs> fan. You look like uh, the entire time we're doing a podcast. I've been thinking Baker Mayfield, bro. You look like <laughs> it's that pretty boy mentality, I guess. It got, that's what it got to be. All right, man. We appreciate you for being on the show. You can find us on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod, on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast. Thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time.